There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, I hope you're well. Let's get first man in here. Uh, today we're just going to be shooting the shit. Me and first man having a little chat. Like an agony on, but for you boys, let's get this music off. James Brown. Yeah, basically, if you if you want to do any super chats, we'll answer them all. This will be like a little, just a little man's corner. We can just talk masculinity. There he is, the man himself. Hey, Chris, how are you, brother? <laughs> Why does that guy say it looks like I'm being held hostage? What have I done wrong? <laughs> One sec, my, my laptop's still got my stream on. Let me go turn it off. Yeah, how do I get rid of the comments? Obviously, I want to read them, but... Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't need to be able to see myself. I want to see the snow guys. you probably got the same shit. I'm doing all the patio up at the moment, so... It's a bit of a mess, but... What we do have, and I'll go out and show you. Bear with me. Am I, am I sounding clear through this mic? Oh, you're perfect, mate. Oh yeah, we can. I think we're gonna have to yeah, read the comments. I don't think we can get rid of them. Yeah, we'll have to read. Oh them. no, no. Go to that. Go to them three dots. Where right. are we, guys? You're gonna have to look at the roof. Three dots, right hand corner. Click that. Click and remove. Uh... Oh no, that's not it. Click the comments. Chris, blink if you're in danger. <laughs> Being held hostage by a bunch of ravenous women. <laughs> happens, happens to the rest of us. Can I go out? And be a pussy. I don't know if I want to go I'm out. Gonna, I'm just going to read them. I'm just going to read them. I don't know if you can see though, guys. Like the fire pit at the back. A new fire table, sorry, at the back. It's undercover. We're going to get two new sofas out there. It's going to be unbelievable. Mate, look at that. Snow outside in the UK. Lovely, the lit. Lovely and warm in my house. Go ahead. Take him out. He's dead, me. I've got to go ahead. Let's take him out. Throw a snowball. This is actually, it's actually green screen. I'm lying. I don't really live here. Imagine that. 
Oh, I nearly fell no, in. Right. 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 So this thing. I don't know if I can. Yeah, throw a snowball down onto the, uh, onto the people. Oh, it's like, you guys can see enough, right? Go get all the glass set up. That's all inside. <laughs> Do you know what I hate doing? Ruining snow? God, throw a snowball. Shall I? Who should I throw it at? Yeah, shall throw I throw it at a random the, person? Down the street. Throw, yeah. throw a nice snowball. Okay. So he's going to go down there. Now everyone knows where I live. Great. It's all right. Come fight me, I dare you. You might get some new friends. Oh, no, nicely done, Chris. Nicely done. Did you see anything? No. Nothing no. Okay. This is why I need a videographer. Jobs are, jobs are going. I'm going to hire one very, very soon. Oh. God, I hate ruining snow. Look at that. The footprints just don't make it look as good, does it? It's actually snowing a lot there, to be fair. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I took my car out earlier and um, it, I was skidding everywhere. I have no idea why, but the Range Rover is fucking terrible. I think I've just got to put traction control on. And I have no idea how to do it. So I'll have, have to see. Four, have you got that four-wheel drive, Chris? You've got four-wheel drive? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. But I'll tell you what, the best car in the snow was my Peugeot 206. It was front-wheel drive. And it was lowered to the ground because I'm a bad boy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it used to it used to skid round corners like Tokyo Drift. So that was amazing. But obviously we don't have that anymore because we like pussy. You've upgraded to the Bundamobile. Yeah. To the, to the what? <laughs> to the Bundamobile. <laughs> oh, man. So, Chris. I love these little phrases, man. I love these little phrases when people are like, and now to the video we came here to watch. <laughs> now it's like you the your own culture, Now into you know the video. I mean? Chris, how were you with the ladies when you were just a young lad? Because I know you're getting a lot of ladies these days, but has it always been the case? Because a lot of guys, they message me and they say, I don't know whether to focus on women or should I focus on my business when I'm younger? What do you think? Yeah, well, the thing I'd say is, like, I was lucky genetically. So I did look okay. Like, I had similar hair to you, like, very flicky and dark. Um, I was always quite, like, relatively tall. So that helped a little bit. A decent sporting background as well. So, you know, that was obviously to my benefit. And I was one of the popular kids. So I always had options with women, but I wasn't like, I wasn't getting laid. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't like some Lothario that was just like sleeping with women all the time. So, uh, yeah, it was, it, it took some time to like develop that. And I got into a stage as well. I know Hamza's spoken about this too, where like I got, I got really like, it sounds hard to say, but I got, I actually got really good looking. I did nothing towards it just like as you get a little bit older like things came together and um but i was going out drinking so i had false confidence so i was going out drinking all the time getting drunk three four times a week and i was pulling a lot of women i was getting a lot of numbers but when i took them home like you couldn't even get hard couldn't even get a hard dick because you're so drunk trying to get that confidence it didn't really help so it was like yeah i somewhat got women in that sense but it wasn't legit so I, I gained experience, but I, I always felt unfulfilled. Do you know what I mean? Like you're mm. not, it's not an active sex life. It's not one that you could be proud of. Then I had like a few, uh, like probably 
my first girlfriend really taught me a lot of stuff. Like that really helps. And then I had a, I had like a massive kind of drop off, like a massive, massive drop off where I just looked like shit. You guys have seen the photos. I was skinny. I just kind of gave up on life. And that's what I always talk about is the guys that tend to be very good looking or the guys that tend to have, you know, good genetics and whatever, they get lazy. They get really lazy and there's no point in there's no point in trying in their mind because they're like, well, I can get women. So what's the point in going to the gym? I can get women. So what's the point in working on a business or something like that? You know, so that is what that is what I started to struggle with. And you guys saw that I properly fell off. So, you know, when people say 18, 19, my experience was more 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, probably probably 28. The ice broke. But yeah, probably from like 22 to 27, I found it really, really difficult. But here's the thing. That was the best moment of my life because what I decided to do was improve me as a person. You know, that's where all the success stuff came from. That's where the like looking into fashion came from. That's where the like studying of body language came from. That's where like I would meet a woman and I'd have a conversation with her. And then when I actually took her back, I was like, I earned that one. It wasn't just you're good looking. I want to go home with you. It was like I actually earned that. So, mm. you know that that's the thing I'd say. And some some guys stopped me last night, and they were like, "You're the guy from TikTok." I I seriously need to get back on TikTok because I didn't realize how many million views I had. Like I need to get back into it. And we were like taking photos and stuff. And I was like, that's nobody even knows me from YouTube because what TikTok does is it localizes. So everybody in the UK, it's like ninety percent UK people have seen my content. And a lot from the local area, yeah. So I need to really tap back into that because that could be a bit of a weapon if I use it properly. But they were asking me, like, how, like, we see you now and you look like a confident guy. You're walking around, like, you've, like you, you're giving off some sort of aura. And I was like, it was very kind of you to say that. I was like, that wasn't always the case. Yeah, mate, you look massive. You look I've absolutely gotten, huge. I've man. gotten bigger, bro. I've gotten, just climbed up to 82 kilos. Nice. And I was a little bit small when I last saw you. I was like seventy-seven, so put on five kilos recently. That's huge. Yeah, yeah your chest looks enormous. Been eating a um, lot of a lot of uh, pancakes and a lot of meat. That's the way to do it. Um, yeah. So those guys last night, they were like, "How do we get confident? How do we like grow? How do we get to where you are now?" Because obviously, if you didn't always have it, where are you going to be? And um, I was like, "It's just points on the board." It's just points on the board. Like I was always, I was always like, in my opinion, in my early to mid twenties, just some skinny guy who was going bold, etc., and all that stuff. So I was like, I've got nothing really to my name. I've got nothing to be proud of. And that's the key is self-awareness is like your, your brain is just feeding back to you the reality of what's going on. And that is what, that is what people forget. So they've got, I will get rid of these comments actually because I keep reading them. Yeah, go on to the comments bit, click that, and then just click no comments. Just for a bit. I might read read, them. I just read them as I talk. (laughs) Um, Now I'm reading them. Jack of Mar and his jawline in the camera. (laughs) Were you? What are you doing? (laughs) I might have been accidentally, but it happens. Yeah, so I just started putting points on the board. That's basically all I did. I just said to myself, okay, I'm, I'm going to change my feedback loop. 
so like for example if you're some skinny guy who looks like shit he's got no money in the bank you feel like shit about yourself you're not very confident at all it's for good reason i said at the start you're a skinny guy with no money in the bank etc if you looked at a beautiful woman because that's where most people talk about confidence they're always like oh i'm low confident i can't talk to women like a, a big part of that is as you go, as you look at her, you your brain evaluates on an evolutionary scale. It goes, she's beautiful. I'm not. Do you know what I mean? And then secondly, it's like, she's probably dated a bunch of rich guys. I'm not that. You know, she probably wants a guy who's muscly and shit. I'm not that. And you might not be saying that, but your brain knows it. Your brain knows. So everybody says, oh, to be confident, just fake it to make it. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's not going to work. So the way to do it is the fundamental step by step. You know, if you go and get in the gym and you've got a big barrel chest and massive fucking arms and you go and buy yourself some nice clothes and you're strutting about the place in some big boots and you feel like the man, you've like you might not have a beard or something like that, but you just feel a little bit more jacked. You know what I mean? You've done all the tropics, your jawline's popping a little bit more. You've taken care of your skin. Maybe you've just gone and got a fresh haircut or something and you've you've put you might have a nine to five job, but you've managed to put 20K in your bank account. Well, you're going to be a little bit more like, I think she might say yes. Right. And you might still go over there and be a little bit nervous, but you're closer. You're at a much better stage than you were before. And your feedback loop might be you go up to her, you're a little bit nervous, but you get the job done. And she says, do you know what? Yeah, you can take my number. But that's positive reinforcement. And over time, once you get those interactions, like any woman that I talk to now, I do expect a yes. If it's oh, a no, on. she's probably got a boyfriend. Like, I just think... Your first man like, after all. That's, 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 that's <laughs> what I open with. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. And uh, no, I'm just like, what, like who, who else? I don't say this because I'm not a dick, but I'm like, who else is there? Yeah. Like, who what, else is there in this small town? Look around. Yeah. It's all just farmers and shit. It's, well, exactly. But also, like, if I, if I go to London, I'm like... It just like there's there's higher level men in London, but it also means there's a lot more lower level ones because the populace is bigger. Mm. So it's like probably 80 percent of those men are going to be bums. She's not even going to entertain them. Ten percent will be too scared to go over. Like the pool of people you're dealing with is so small that it's not going to matter anyway, because you're probably the only one that's got the bollocks to go over who's of a decent level that day. So it's just like. When you do the statistics, the numbers game, and you believe in yourself, it's like, it's fucking easy. Same in business as well. It's like most people will quit at that stage and that stage and that stage. Most people won't reinvest that amount of money. Most people won't even take the gamble to start in the first place. So everything I do, I'm like, I'm probably one of three that are doing this right now in the world. How did you get from being the guy that was... It's all percentages. How did you get from being the guy that was nervous when you brought a girl home? Because I think a lot of guys, when they get into the game, they start getting girls home. They're nervous. They get a bit of performance anxiety. They can't get it up. Is there any tips you've got for getting over that and performing well in the bedroom for, for making the girls come back? Because you've got them in, but now you've got to perform. And I think there's pressure on young men to perform these days. They, it gets in their head. They can't get it up. So how do we get the around? He the head game the head game's annoying. Like, m- mine got established from alcohol. I really, I really fucked up with the alcohol thing. And it was like, I didn't believe that I could get a hard dick during sex because of it. And porn and masturbation, right? So if you quit porn, if you quit masturbation, you clean up your diet, you go to the gym, you boost your testosterone, you know, you do those standardized things. And then you stop drinking alcohol and you get a girl home. Yeah, you're up. Like, 
do you know what I mean? You're you're fifty percent of the way there because you're, you're dicks, Rocky Balboa. You're dicks, you feel that way. You feel that way, and it's like having a girlfriend is not the worst idea, right? And this this is terrible because you're almost getting into a relationship with the knowledge of knowing that it's not going to last. Well, I think that's most of them, really, isn't it? At a young age, not many people getting into relationships. But do you know what I mean? It's almost like a practice chick. Yeah. Like I got good at sex when I had girlfriends. Yeah, because you can try. Because you're doing it so often. She's more patient with you as well because she's like, it's all right, babe. We'll like try again next time. Do, do you know what I mean? The, like, uh, I invented the Finger Blast 3000 a couple girlfriends ago, and, and that's that's worked wonders ever since. What did you call it? The Finger Blast 3000. Which fingers do you use? Hang on. Do you use these two? Spidey Man. Spidey Man. Yeah, give me the that, old Spider Man. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's two in the poon, one in the goon. Okay. That's, that's Spidey Man fingers. The That's Thailand that. antics. That is Thailand antics, yeah. It's got to be used. <laughs> What's the check-in <laughs> hand? What hand do you use to check if they got a penis or not? Either, either. Yeah, just give it, a quick, either. give it a quick whack. Whack! Just a little knee to the bollocks. Yeah, well, normally if you ask, they're, they're up front about it anyway. They say, yeah, I've got, I got big cock. That's, that's when Muay Thai started, actually. <gasps> Muay Thai started because people were kneeing each other in the balls to see if they were a man or a woman. That was how it was invented, yeah. It was a true coming, story, yeah. When are you coming to Thailand, anyway? Um, probably February, March time. Probably know. March. Oh, that'd be good. Is that rainy season or something like that? No, no, no. Rainy more. season now. It's been raining for like a month, so March should be good. March should be proper hot. Me and my mate Jack, uh, I don't think you've met Jack, but he's my best mate from home. He's out here now, and we're both thinking of fighting Muay Thai at the end of March. Having a fight in you the, should in the state. You should. I told you, you're you're legit as fuck. Thank you, thank you, Chris. Really you are like people watching this. Jack can fight, like oh, fight, fight. Very nice. Very good. That's very nice. He's probably the, he's probably the second best fighter on this call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's your boxing going? You've been boxing. It's going well, yeah, but I've got some shoulder aches. You know when you're doing weights all the time, you get a little bit too heavy and. I'm I'm up to 96 kg. It's hard to move. It's hard to move. Like I I can I can still move and it still looks good, but I, it's just it's heavy. You know when you're like rotating the hip and the knee, it's just like I can feel that weight. You know if if my coach throws in something new, like okay we're gonna duck weave and then bang come at me, I'm like mm. something new that I've got to think about. My muscles aren't trained to do that yet. I feel fucked. It's a tough one. It's, it's, it's always that thing that my boys talk about it all the time. You're either big or you're a fighter. It's tough to be both. Like, not Very many of the Mike Tysons and shit that can just be huge and so, like, good at fighting. It's tough to have both. And even then, what was he? He was, like, five foot ten. So that's probably, you know, how he was able to squeeze into that kind of weight division. Absolutely. Peekaboo style. What, what, what? Love Tyson. I, I can't even do that. It's so impressive. Like, I always thought my movement was good and, like, laterally, like, back and forth is pretty good. Yeah. But my coach the other day was just, like, doo, 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 like side to side with his head. I gave it a go and I was, like, my neck doesn't even move like that. Yeah, you've been lifting a lot madness. Of there was, um, sure. I, I just, this just come into my mind. I don't know if you've ever told this story on, uh, on YouTube or whether you want to. But I remember when we met each other, we stayed over that Airbnb and you told me that story, your origin story 
about how First Man came about. Have you told that before on YouTube? Give me, give me a little line from it. The origin story, basically how you started doing a totally different business and, and, it, and the whole calamity in Canada and shit. Whole, whole thing oh, MSI up. College. Yeah, There's a few people that might remember MSI College. Yeah, it's the for men's self-improvement college. Just because I, I thought that was a sick story because most people would have quit. It, parts in that story, most people would have quit and you didn't quit and you come back stronger. I just thought that was, that I quite like that story. If you'd never told I was it. close as well. I'll tell the story and I'll tell you like the depression right. that came off the back of that. That'd be pretty good. So... <laughs> I obviously had the business in the early days. I set up a Wix website because I didn't know what I was doing. I already put ads on there from day one because I read that you should put ads on from day one and then people get used to it. I didn't even have an audience. Like I was that clueless about it all, which shows you guys that everybody can start somewhere, which is always good. I don't want to spill this drink. Um, then I was out one night and I met, I met this random guy. Okay, this random guy was talking to my friends and I was just like, I, I'm quite, I'm an aggressive guy, so I'm quite suspicious of somebody new. So I was almost like, oh, fuck this prick. Like, who's he, who is he? He's trying to get involved with us. They met up with him a few days later, and it turns out, like, he ran a website called I Like Girls Daily, which, well, a Twitter page, which had 1.8 million followers. <laughs> and it, there's a lot of people. I, I, I probably, I was on Mark Tilbury's podcast recently, and obviously, like, Mark's not going to know what it is. But the three guys there, one of them was like, yeah, I used to look at that. There's always, it's like one in three. It was that big, like 1.8 million Twitter followers back when celebrities didn't even have big accounts. It was huge. And I remember he used to get calls off like Anna Cherie and all the beautiful women. She's basically like what Summer Rae is today and all that shit. He used to get calls off them all the time when we were sat there. So at 22 years old, me and my best friend, we were gassed. Do you know what I mean? We're thinking this is the greatest guy that's ever existed. So um, he just said to us one day, he was like, let's go to, like, they said, oh, come round his house. He's, le he's a legit guy. He's really, he's like, he's decent. Like, come round. I was like, all right, fuck you. And he took us to, he was like, do you want to go to Paris? And I was, I'm sus. I'm like, okay, this guy's probably gay, right? Okay. Nothing, like, nothing wrong with that. But if he's gay and I'm not, I'm like, this is, do you know what I mean? I'm not, I don't really fancy going on a trip with this guy. I don't know what his angle is. Turns out it was just a mental well, no, actually, turns out in hindsight, somebody, uh, one of my friends told me the other day that he's actually bi. He's come out as bi now. And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense because I predicted it at the time. But he was, he's a decent guy, so that's neither here or there. But he said, oh, let's go to Paris. He's a big Kanye fan. Kanye was performing at the Louis Vuitton studio. Yeah. There were probably 200 people maximum in there, maybe less. They said 300. It definitely wasn't 300. I would say 150 to 200. So we watched him within... Me to my TV away. We were that close to him. And there was like Kim Kardashian there. There was Chris Kardashian, Gigi Hadid, I think Kylie or Kendall. I think it might have been Kendall. Can't remember. But it was back before they were hot. They were like skinny little teenagers. They didn't look that great and whatever. But it was cool to see it all. And obviously at 22, you're just so excited. And, you know, we went to VIP club in Paris, which was sick. And I saw it was, I do this thing called the four exposures, which is like work rate, reinvestment, quality and wealth. And he showed me the wealth exposure, which was, he probably spent 10 grand on that whole trip. And we were only there like a week. And we had flights the next morning. He woke up and I was like, buddy, we got a flight in like two hours. What do you want to do? And he just rolled over and went, oh, fuck it. I'll book another one. And to see that level of money just like open my eyes to like a whole new world. And I was like, you've got to stop thinking in a poverty sense. Like some people out there are making serious cash. 
And um, yeah, then, like we all obviously came home, whatever. We worked on the businesses. He set up a WordPress site for me, like really went for it. We, called, we renamed it MSI College because what he wanted to do was go after Project Go because they, they were these three guys that were doing like courses and they looked like shit. They were doing courses on how to pick up women, but they were just nerdy little skinny guys that were in the they were in the game thing. They were PUAs. And he was like, you could smash these guys because you actually look good. Back when I had like hair, I was doing the pretty boy thing. And uh, we were like really pushing towards that. And he was like, do you know what? Fuck this environment. Let's go to Canada. Let's go to Toronto. So year one, he paid for everything. Then we had to come back for like a month or whatever. You just have to do it for the visa. Then we went straight back. We did a second year. And this time he was like, you lot have to pay because I'm not doing it again. I think his money was running down a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, all right, yeah, fuck it. I can fund myself. But I had to hustle. And that's when the business really grew. Like first uh, MSI College went from probably like 20, 30,000 monthly followers to quarter of a million, which changed the game. And I started making about eight grand a month, which out in Canada is more like 14,000 Canadian. And it was fun. It was fun. I was like riding around. I mean, on a back fucking... then, back then in the in the eighties, that was a lot of money, wasn't it? Did you say the eighties? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Me and Arnold, me Arnold and Stallone, we were steaming around Toronto. Um, yeah, it was fun, man. It was really fun. It was the best time of my life. But it got to the point where I was like, all I'm doing is going out, getting drunk, earning money, like fucking around my friends. And I got to that stage that I've spoken about with just, I've not spoken about it with Justin Bieber, but I've spoken about Justin Bieber getting to this stage. And a lot of guys have seen it on my channel where I've said that he's at the breaking point now, the great male filter, where it's like a skinny little pretty boy at 19, whatever, looks great. Once you hit like 24, 25, if you don't put that muscle on and do that transition and lose that puppy fat, you just look, you look strange. You just look really weird. And I hit that stage where I was like, the alcohol is taking its toll. I look like shit. My hair's starting to fall out. I was like, things aren't going well. So I made a conscious change because I'm very, I keep up together with things like that. Do you know what I mean? I'm one of those people that's like, I haven't been to the gym for two days. What the fuck is wrong with me? I've got to go. Whereas some people are happy to go, you know, their whole life's never going. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to run there every morning. And it was just, I was living, it's getting a bit dark in here, isn't it? I was living a different type of lifestyle to my friends. So they were coming in at 5 a.m. and I was getting up to go to the gym at 5 a.m. So we just, fuck me. It's like I just arrived at heaven. Suddenly in HD. Um, <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> suddenly I look half decent. Um, yeah, so we went to, I was going to the gym, like I said, five in the morning and they were, they were going to bed drunk as fuck and they wouldn't get up till 2 p.m. So they were always like, don't make any noise, keep it quiet. We're hungover, don't play music. And I was like, I'm just sat in a fucking basement all day, basically, in the dark in Toronto. I was like, the two people I've come out here with just aren't working hard. So I gave them some shit, as you expect I would. I was like, you're a pair of lazy cunts. You're getting on my fucking tits. I was like, such so the one guy, my mentor, because he, he had a girlfriend for X amount of years, didn't, never even fucked her. And I was like, your testosterone is too low because you're a soppy little cunt. I was like, you need, and I went, I went for it basically. There's no point in me repeating it and getting back uh, in that mode. Gay, I went you've for got it. to remember he was gay, Chris, as well. That's a, some pretty big warning no, signs there. It, it makes a lot of sense. The whole gayness. He's flying yeah. you out to Paris. He's not fucking his girlfriend. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably really upset at that point. Yeah. Maybe he saw me as an option. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, 
fuck this, kind of fell out with everybody. So I agreed. I was like, I'm just going to fly home. I want to stay with this girl that I knew. She, she was so kind. I need to give her some money at some point in the future. She was so kind. She let me stay for free. And I was like, I need to go back to the UK. I need to go back. My dad just been diagnosed with cancer. I was like, I want to go back. I want to see him. So I thought nothing of, I thought nothing of it. <laughs> I had like a two-week break from the business. On the second week, I logged, tried to log in, nothing. I was like, what the fuck has happened here? You know, I just thought, oh, maybe it's all Dan. I tried to log in the next day, nothing. I was like, something's happened here. To the and website. then Is that whole the website, website gone. Whole website gone. So I had no way of charging brands because I used to do something called Brand Spotlights where I went and got a watch brand and I was like, send me a watch. I'll review it on the website. 250,000 men, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to boost your... It's going to boost your views massively. Yeah. So they, they, you know, they were always like, yeah, fine. How much, whatever. I was, I was usually doing four to 800, depending on the size of the brands because the bigger brands were like 800. I don't care. So that's how I was able to make like 8,000 per month, basically off yeah. that. And a few different other things that we were doing. I think I even had an orthotropics course way back then as well. So all of that gone. So eight grand a month gone just before I left Toronto. We, I was like, and here's the thing I was trying to, I was trying to build a streaming platform. I was trying to do it that long ago, like eight years ago, because I hired a film crew. I took out two massive loans because I was like, okay, let's fund all this shit. Let's do it quickly while we're here. And I basically was like, right, let's go and film as many projects as we can. So we did. Then my, my mentor got to know that guy, paid him some money and all the footage just went. So everything I ever paid for gone, never had that footage. That could have been the start of the stream platform. I don't know. But yeah. It was it was really annoying. So then I'm left in a situation where I was around about thirty, forty thousand pounds in debt, no income coming in to replace it. Twenty-five years old, twenty, twenty-four years old, coming up twenty-five, back at home with mum. After making eight thousand pounds a month and living in another country and you know, fucking all the time, like thinking you've made it, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, fell into a little bit of depression and then I was like, okay, I need to do something. I need to, I need to change. I need yeah. to. How'd you come back you know, from that? I, I just went crazy with fitness. I went absolutely crazy. And yeah, I still had crippling depression because it was like, I'm going to be a loser forever. But I'd play football on a Saturday and I went to the gym. I made sure every morning I went to the gym. And every Saturday morning, I went to the gym and then I went for a walk. And I had to do all of that before 9 a.m. and then get home. Because it was like a great start to the weekend. That's how I did it. And they were like, I, I sound really strange. A lot of guys out there would be like, how does that help? But they were almost like my staples. Do you know what I mean? That was what I always had to do. Mm. And it gave me purpose even when I didn't have any. And I thought, okay, I've got to rebuild this business. But like, your mum's not going to let you sit at home. Do you know what I mean? And just scrounge. So I was like, right, fuck yeah. it. I'm going to go and get a job, but I don't want one in the local area because everyone's going to think I'm a bum. Like I've gone off and become this massive success and then it's all dis like dissipated. It was probably the better idea, but I was like, I'm going to go to London. I just need a change. I need a change of scenario and stuff like that. So I applied for all these jobs, but obviously where you've been running businesses and only working in factories and doing manual labor all your life, you've got no experience. Mm. So I only got one offer. And I just went in and I always think once I get the interview, I've got it because I've got this ability to talk for like seven days. <laughs> so I was like, this will be easy. And they, they said to me, the only guy who came in in a suit as well. 
I was like, what the fuck? Like to a finance office. It was a very was low cleaner. barrier to entry. Do you know what I mean? I was like, the barrier to entry must have been like on the floor. And uh, the step brothers yeah. on them. The <laughs> yeah, turned up in a tuxedo yeah. for a janitor's job. Yeah. And it was a it was a sales job. And I was like, well, I can talk for days. I'm gonna make my money back quick. That was the logic. Mm. And I knew nothing about finance, and they knew that. They were almost like laughing at me. And I was just, and they were like, Look, if you go away and you write this thing and you bring it back to us, we'll give you the job. And I was like, Well, I'll do it because that's the type of person I am. So I went and did it. And they the, the one guy liked me, he was a shit talking salesman. He loved me. The other guy was more professional, like more logical and he was like mm, i'm not so sure but the guy but they uh, you know eventually we all became like best mates like long term but he was like yeah this isn't i don't think this is the guy but the shit talking salesman was like that's me when i was younger so he basically just said look you can start next week so i drove all the way back to where i grew up went and got another suit and then came back down on the monday because that was the friday they wanted me in the next day just to sign a contract or something so it's thursday friday Bearing in mind, I'm in debt and I've got no income. And I had to take, I had to go down on the 4 a.m. bus, the National Express, to make it there on time. I had to do that two days in a row, got down there, signed the contracts, and then had two days over the weekend. And then on the Monday, I was back down in London, property hunting. And all the properties were shit except one. And there was just this one property where I was like, there's no way this is as cheap as it is. I was like, I have to have this place. So... I just did everything I could. I just asked family friends. I was like, can you just lend whatever and I'll pay you back? And I just, I basically just threw, threw everything at it and just said, fuck it. I'll get a job. I'll get some stability. I'll pay these debts off. And then once I've got spare money, I'll go for it again with the business. And uh, obviously, you know, you start making money. It's, hard, it's tough at the start. I won't take you through that boredom, but it's tough at the start. But then a few years later, you get a better job and a better job. And eventually I ended up in a job that went, that started at 40K, ended at 60K by the time I left. So you're making 60K per year. And I put a large chunk of that into crypto. And you guys know that I was well into like engine coin. I was into mana coin. I was into sandbox and I was massively into Solana. As you guys know, I promoted the fuck out of that. And I, I don't say, I wouldn't say I got lucky because I really... I really focused, you know, I really researched the fuck out of that daily, like three, four hours a day. I made sure that I would study crypto like crazy and I could just see an opportunity. And then that, you know, that small amount of money that I put in ended up being just shy of six figures. And I was like, well, I'm back in the game. I'm back in the game. And I took a large chunk of that. And I was like, I know what I want to do. I want to create some supplements. I want to, you know, basically that's how we got to where we are today. Nice. So... Just awesome. for guys out there that are like life's tough, it's all right for you. It's like it wasn't. It was. I wanted to commit suicide at least th- at least three times on this journey. I got close. I'm not. I'm not even close to that now. I wouldn't even consider it. Do you know what I mean? I would advise nobody to do it. But there were times where I was like, "What is the fucking point?" Like looking back, you go, "Oh, I see the point. I'm the man I am today because of that." Mm. But looking forward, you're like, "When the fuck is this going to end?" You're like you're pussyless. You're penniless. You're purposeless. I don't know if I've got any more peas lined up. You're penisless. No, you got that one. At least you got a penis. Your penis. Yeah, I lost my penis and grew it back. Like Groot. Um, but yeah, like you've got nothing going for you. And that's why I always say to young men, like, it's meant to be that way in I'm the like, early days. So many people I've met, like uh, working sales jobs actually. There's there's always these old geezers in the sales rooms that have these stories and they'll tell you about this time where they made like 20 30k a month and they had this business and it was rocking and something happened and 
It wasn't their yeah. fault and bad luck hit them. And that's why they're still working this sales job at 60. I like yeah. that you had that same story that you could have laid back on and said, yeah, I had it all. I did it all. But somebody else fucked me over. It's not my fault. And then you could have just bailed out. You could have just quit. If you didn't quit, you just went for it again. Oh, it was a lot of respect. A lot of respect I have for that. That's I appreciate cool. that, buddy. And you're right. You hear this shit all the time. And I used to say on the channel, the saddest thing in the world is seeing a guy who's at an age where he should be at the top of society, but he's the T-boy. And that's where it comes from. It comes from, it comes from taking a punch on the chin and going, oh, I don't like that. I'm running yep. away. We all know guys like that. We all know guys like that. Like, I can talk about that shit because I've been whacked hard and I've moved forward. I've shaken it off and gone, fuck it. In life, in fights, whatever it might be. Like, somebody's clocked me in the chin and I've been like, oh, Jesus. Like, you can barely breathe. They've hit you on the nose and you're like, fuck me. That hurt like fuck. This guy's a beast. I want to run, but you go no. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna knuckle down. And you find like two minutes in, the, his cardio blows, and you take him out. And it's like you know, it's, that's that's a story of life. You stay in the trenches long enough, you'll win. Look at the world wars, man. I agree, mate. I think if you just if you wait for your chance, I think a lot of those things. If looking back on it now, do you think you learned so many lessons from that period? Well, here's the thing. I used to ask when I was super depressed. I was like why me why am i going through all of this shit i was like nobody else has gone through i i remember saying to somebody at one point i was like everything i could have gone through i've been through and like everything a human could go through i've fucking been through like lost a best friend at 18 you know gone through some real fucking strange breakups i had telogen effluvium which made my hair fall out who gets that who has telogen effluvium nobody even knows what it means right and I, I just had weird shit when I was a kid. I had weird illnesses that nobody else had. And then, you know, your business gets deleted. You travel to weird parts of the world. It's like, just strange shit happened to me. You know, my dad dies earlier than a lot of other people's. And I'm just like, why, why me? Why am I going through all this shit? But then you go, well, look what you've done with it. You've created a channel where you then help men. It's almost like, I don't believe in fake. It almost means you've got no control over your life. Mm. But it's fucking... Maybe it was a correlation of the events that happened led me to where I am. Hugely plausible, probably more likely. But it is like, you know, you were, you don't want to say you were fucking chosen, do you? Like, what an egotistical fucking line that is. But like, I think you, chose you, were, you were strong enough to get to that position. You, you chose and yourself, then to be honest. I think we've each got like an alternate reality. There's an alternate me, alternate Chris that's just some fat fat loser that just never got over those things that happened to him there's an alternate I reckon I'm the toughest Chris alternate I'll put that either. yeah there's an there's an alternate for everyone I think but we we just got the good ones I think that's important for people to know like if you've had the bad hand so far it doesn't end there like you can make it what you want to make it you just look the Tate brothers copy me all the time and then they don't quote me but I'm going to quote them now, okay? Yeah. Somebody sent me something earlier again. I was like, yeah. no, I'm bored of seeing it now. I'm bored of it. Um, but they said something like, oh, I, life's too hard. I want to quit. I, I really like Tristan. I think Tristan's legit, legit. I think he always has been. I think uh, Andrew's manufactured, which is fine. Create your hyper-masculine character. I've said that before. But Tristan Tate is legit to the core. Like, he's always... If he was broke, he'd still get women. Like, if he was, do you know what I mean? He's that type of guy. Like, if he was five foot seven, he'd still win fights. Like, that's the type of guy he is. I, I get that vibe from him. And he said something along the lines of, what did he say? Oh, yeah, this guy was like, I want to quit. And he, it was, stuff's going, stuff's too tough. I want to quit. And he was like, well, yeah, it's really hard, whatever. But what's the alternative? 
it's like what like what is the alternative you you either go forward or you go nowhere and it's such a such a good way of looking at life it's like what what's the other option oh my girlfriend broke up with me i'm so sad i'm gonna be alone forever like what what other alternative have you got than going okay i, I better get on with it so you're gonna be single forever no well, you want some okay well you, you just get up then just go to the gym just get out of bed in the morning go and do something because it's like, what is the fucking alternative? Sit there every day fucking masturbating in front of a screen and crying your eyes out. Like, where is this? That's going to make it worse. It's only going to get worse. I had this debate with my sister before. My dad died or got really ill at this time. Like, seriously ill. When we knew he was definitely going to die. And she went out and got drunk and whatever. Like, came out of... I, I shouldn't go into deep detail because it's my sister. But she went out and got drunk. And... um I rang her and I was like, why are you being such a stupid bitch? I was like, think about it. She was like, yeah, but dad's died and what, uh, dad, dad's really ill and whatever. And I was like, okay, two scenarios. Dad's really ill and you're going to fuck your life up and lose your job because you're getting pissed. I was like, oh, dad's really ill, but you've got a successful career. I was like, it's the same fucking scenario, but you've made it better for yourself. So it's like, oh, my girlfriend's left me. I'm going to turn to drugs. Why add to your, why add to it? And humans have this default mode where it's like when things go wrong, they want them to go really wrong. And when things go well, we want them to go really well, which is called mm. greed. But I don't know what the alternative is. I don't know what the opposite of greed is. It needs its own word. I just call it destructiveness. But when things go bad, people are like, I want it to go really bad. Fuck it. You know, you know like, for example, I don't know, maybe it's just me because I'm a little bit of a psychopath. But like, you, you might drop something in the house and it smashes and something else drops. And you're like, do you know what? Fuck it. Everything can go. Yeah, and you and just throw smash, everything. And you're then like, you smash it. everything else. You, you just smash everything up, I've right? Never and done it's, that. I've never done uh, that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just me then. Just you, and I've man. just admitted it to 407 people. Great. <laughs> but I know that about myself, so that's good. No, but I'm that type. I've got that personality. That's why I understand it. It's like if something goes bad, I used to be like, well, fuck it. Everything can go bad. If I'm going to lose that and that, I might as well go and get arrested tonight as well. I used to have that. It's a testosterone thing. How Whereas you, I learned to use how did you it. get over the self-destruction? Because a lot of guys have that self-destruction where they just can't get past a barrier where they get to a certain point of success and they're like, fuck this, let's go spend it, let's go out. They can't stay on that grind. How do you do that now? For me, it was the acknowledgement of the other side of male life, knowing that there's a better life out there that can be lived. So, and I, I used to sit there often. I used to do, a, I don't do this anymore. Sadly, I don't know why. Well, probably because I'm living it. But, but I used to do a lot of visualization, law of attraction stuff. And I, I, I would just kind of put a song on that was almost like some hip hop that would just like gas you up. Do you know what I mean? Make, makes you think that you've got cars, women, everything and whatever. And I would just like close my eyes and just picture scenarios. And I'd be like, that's going to be me. I'm going to be in that scenario. I'm going to be. <clears throat> and the way a lot of people talk about law of attraction and visualization is they go if you can see it and believe it you can achieve it it's like that's bollocks in the sense of i'm gonna put a billion in my account oh there it is it's just arrived right mm. but what it does do is if you keep picturing it well you're gonna stay motivated because you know it's out there like that's that's all it is that's all it is and then people go i was always picturing a ferrari and then i got a ferrari that's law of attraction it's like no you wanted one you want to bought one you clan. Right. So people look at it the wrong way. But I've often said this on the channel. I've always wanted to make an individual video on it. And I never did. Never be afraid of what motivates you. Men get so much shit for this. Oh, you want women? That's shallow. I always got told that. 
oh, why you, but why are you trying to become successful? My old mentor used to say this to me. Why are you trying to become successful for women, cars and money? And I was like, well, yeah, but if it gets me there, you know, you know, when people say success won't make you happy, money won't make you happy. Let me find out. I'll get there based on what I think is the fucking answer. I'll get there based on what motivates me. If my dick leads me to a hundred million a year, then my dick leads me to a hundred million a year. Fantastic. You know, the pursuit of top shelf pussy got me to the top of society. You get there, you get all these women and then you go, do you know what? They were right. That's not the answer, but I've got a hundred million in the bank. So great. That's better than being, do you know what I mean? Never getting there. So it's just like, never be worried about what motivates you. And that's what I used to do. Look at the other side of male life. And I grew over time and you know, I always had visions of like Paris because obviously we went there and I like the culture thing. I always pictured like, and you guys have always seen me do this on the channel and I, I've seen Hamza's done a lot of this now as well. He's really, he's really like visualizing in the same sense. And this will, this will sound strange, but it will make sense to a lot of you guys. I don't want to be having a latte in Paris in the morning on a Saturday because every cunt's doing that. Everybody can do that. I want to do it on a Tuesday when every fucker that work pissed off, sat looking out the window and it's raining and they're pissed off with their life and they're annoyed. That's what motivated me. I was like, I could be there on a Tuesday when everybody is fucked off and they're at work. My life could be different. The positive. And that is something triggered in my brain. I was like, there's a whole different world out there that nobody tells you about. It's not show up at nine, leave at five, you know, on a Friday, I get that Friday feeling. It's like, I've got that Saturday feeling seven days a week. And I realized that was out there. And that, that was a massive motivator for me. Massive motivator. You know, couple it with, you, you've got to do stack motivation. This is a new term for you. I just made it up, right? But it's stack motivation. Like I've always thought of this. I've just never called it that. I always used to say, I want to be in Paris in a nice car with my favorite song playing in my favorite outfit, looking unbelievable with a fresh beard trim and a beautiful woman on my left. You know, and we go into a nice restaurant. It's, it's, it's stack visualization. You're using multiple components at once. And it, may, it that gets you there. It ignites something a little bit deeper than just, I want a Ferrari. It's like, I want a Ferrari with a 10 sat next to me, playing yeah. my favorite song, driving through my favorite place. That's, I, that's how I did it. And I realized there's another side of male life. And that's where the... Down to like, uh, for me, I did the same thing. When I actually wrote it down, exactly what I wanted, because a lot of your life, you don't write down what you actually want. You've got to kind of know in your head, you're like, I want some money. I'd like a hot girlfriend. I'd like to have yeah. to live in a hot place. But you don't write it down exact. And I was like, when I actually sat down, I wrote down exactly what I wanted. My perfect day was it, like to a T, exactly how I live now. I was like, I could show it to you boys. Three-bedroom villa in Thailand. Um, exactly the layout, everything, everything that I do in a day, the, down to the truck that I drive. And, and that all seemed to come to fruition just from the fact I knew now what I wanted. And slowly it came to me by actually getting like directly focused on it was massive for me. That, that seemed to actually work after a while. But now I've achieved it, so I need to do a new one. Like, uh, Yeah, this is the problem I'm faced yeah. with at the moment. Is you have to find the next thing. You have to find what motivates you beyond that. And it's, do you know what's hard about the job that we do is you get loads of followers because you tell everybody, I want to make it. This is what I want to do. This is, and you're in the trenches with everybody. But once you make it, you're like, it's, it's the, the comedian issue. 
comedians have got amazing jokes when they're on the on the come up. Then they become rich and they're like, I don't have the same struggle anymore. I'm not as funny because they can't relate to the people. You know, you can't make comedy about stuff people don't relate to. And it's, it's the same funny. with our content. It's like what you do now. And it's it's probably the lifestyle shit, balling on a budget, vlogging, traveling around the world, showing that you're in a business meeting and you've got to get a videographer to document your day. Like that's probably the only way out of it. I was thinking the same thing. And then I thought, what's the, what's the thing I don't want to do most, like that I don't actually have to do? And that was have a professional fight. A professional Muay Thai fight is something I don't have to do. Like no one's forcing me to do that. And I was like, if I can do that, I can re the amount of struggle I'll go through, through the demons I'll have to fight, the things I'll learn about myself to get that done, broadcast it to everyone. So I was like, in my head, I was like, I felt the same thing. I was like, how do you continue to make content? And I was like, well, you continue to evolve as a man. You continue to become a better man. You give yourself new challenges. So for me, I was thinking, new year, I've got to do a pro Muay Thai fight because I'm absolutely petrified to do it. And it will grow and you can you show really? that. You can grow that and show it to other people and then and then they can hopefully be inspired or just go on the journey with you. So that that's how I thought to overcome that problem was just you've got to keep growing and growing mm. and, and giving yourself the hardship. If you see me cut, keep touching my eyes as well, guys. I had a few wines last night and my eyes feel like piss holes <laughs> in the snow. You've been pouring wine in your eyes again, Chris. Yeah, it's the easiest way to get it into Mate, the bloodstream. Stop, stop doing that. I had like five hours of sleep with, you know, some other some other stuff. <laughs> not not drugs if anybody's thinking that. no it doesn't that. do any drugs so do i don't drugs. do drugs nah. do not do drugs but to touch on the point you we were talking about earlier when i said the visualization coming together as a whole that's how the male advantage came together because i realized i was like how do i get the ferrari in paris blah 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 and i, I was pricing it up with the beautiful woman and i was like well that's not going to happen at 21 it's not going to happen at 22 23 24 it's like that shit takes time so that's when I realized I was like, all the guys that are living that very cultured life that I like. So these cosmopolitan cities like New York, you know, and he's dressed in like a two grand outfit, looking immaculate. He's a lawyer and he's got a beautiful missus and they're going for a meal at like a, a Michelin star restaurant that night. And I'm like, I want that cunt's life. He's probably 35 years old. It just, and that's when I realized I was like, the male advantage is a real thing. So straight then I was like, I've got a concept and I have a roadmap to work towards it. And I've always said this to everybody. I, I truly believed in the male advantage, but I didn't know it was real until mm. I reached it. You know, it was, it was just a theory. It was a very strong theory and you could see evidence of it. But I was fucking flying blind, really. And then once I got there and ticked it, I was like, it's fucking real. Thank God for that, because that's what the whole business was built on. <laughs> would have been, it would have been an egg on the face moment if it wasn't. Absolutely. Your house looks baller. Uh, it's a pretty cool pad. It's a pretty cool pad. I'm actually getting kicked out of it in uh, how many days? Like seven days I'm getting kicked out of the house. Because uh, they rented it to what? someone else over Christmas. So I've got, to go, I've got to go on holiday. So I'm going barley. You can come and live with me if you want. Bring your snow boots and a sled. I've gotten this recently as well. Piano. Oh, nice. I love that sort of thing. And I've got a guitar as well. See, that's a little message to you guys watching this as well. That shit's great for you. Tiny little skills. This is something I'm doing at the moment. And I know you wanted to talk about life setup, didn't you, Jackie Boy? I was just going to come to that, yeah. See, reading your minds. Been doing this a long time. Um, it's, it's not like, for example, lately, I, I've looked at the money and I've been like, the money's great, but it's what you do with the money. It's, it's how you use it. And 
it's stuff like having a Spanish teacher. It's stuff like what you got there. Lovely. Got to get your sparkling water in. You have to. Uh, it's you stuff like uh, hiring a personal trainer. You know, having a boxing coach, little things like that. Is I, I was thinking because of the stream platform, I was going to hire. I was going to go to acting classes, start doing one to ones or something like that. Because I think if the stream platform gets to where I think it's going to get, I wouldn't mind putting myself in some of the features. And by keeping yourself occupied in that sense, you know, that's what the money's great for. It opens up avenues, gives you options. People forget that. How People do they set it up? When the, if you let's say I don't know what the average age is. <clears throat> right now because we've got some of your views and some of mine but mine are normally a bit younger how would you go about life set up now knowing what you know now sort of as a 16 17 18 19 20 year old any of those ages what would you sort of be focusing on i'll give you a great example and then i'll link it back for for example there's my place that i live in right now is only 1350 pounds per month real 75 1375 per month the reason being I pay six months up front, which helped. Okay. But number two, when I arrived at this house, it was a shithole. It was a discarded penthouse via via COVID. That's what happened, is it was left empty for like two years. Nobody was here. There was pigeon shit everywhere. There was more dust in this. There was enough dust in this house to create another three people. And you know, it was it was a shithole. And I walked in and I saw I saw potential. That's the nature of like the businesses that we run and whatever. We see what it's gonna be rather than what it is, which is what I always promote. But everybody who viewed it were like, oh, I don't know, it's a bit pricey for what it is, it's gonna need a lot of work. I, I saw I saw I saw what it could be, and I'll tell you in what way. You could walk into a house that's double what I'm paying, and it could be four bedrooms. And somebody's making a meal of it. But this one's four bedrooms. This one's unbelievable. You can only sleep in one bedroom, you fucking idiot. That's life set up. Okay? That is life set up. I've got one bedroom. I fuck in that bedroom. What do you want me to do? Move to the other bedroom and fuck in the other bedroom? I sleep in that bedroom. I fuck in that bedroom. It works. It's perfect. It looks great. I don't need, I don't need to fuck in three different bedrooms. So what I was looking at is like, okay, office room. Perfect. Suits me. Location right in the center of town, perfect. Ticks every box there. You've got this massive room here, and it's connected to the patio. Okay, so I'm thinking fire table out here, glasses of wine, host a, b- a bunch of parties. Every time you bring a girl back, she's gonna be like, "Wow, this place is unbelievable." That is what I mean by life setup. It doesn't have to be. I wear the most expensive shit. It's like you've got to, and then you connect to framing. You're framing yourself in a certain way, so. If I was worth like 100 million and I went and bought a house in the country, big manor house with 18 bedrooms, it's old, it's cold, it's boring, there's fuck all to do, and it's in the middle of nowhere near nobody. Mm. You bring a girl back if you ever get the fucking opportunity because it's a million miles away. You bring a girl back and she's like, yeah, it's kind of big and whatever, you got money, but it's not very homely. You know, it's not a type of place you can host a party unless everybody travels miles. Like, it's just, that's difficult. But it's like a place like this, right in the center of town. Everybody knows I live here. Word gets around if you do a good job with women, which is always great. You know, people start talking. Then you've got like this spot here where I like, obviously it's just like I've built this. I'll show you. I've built this in a party sense. I don't know if you can see. Can you see it's like a booth? Yeah. Yeah. So have, you had many, have you had many parties there? Have you had many, many parties 
I, I used to. Really? I used to. But since I bought all the expensive furniture, I'm reluctant because I'm like, what I don't want is people to smash everything up and fuck it up. But I've built a booth. So then it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like seven people could sit around here. You could set up a poker table. You can have a bunch of drinks. You know, people would want to come. There's another seat there. I could double that up. Um, you've got the TV in the center of the room. Like everybody can sit around and we can have, you know, you can have experience. That's what it is, experiences. Mm. And then it doubles up because it's like, you've got the you've got the big windows there. You've got the big window there, the big window there. There's a lot of light coming in. It always, almost feels like one whole space, if that makes sense. So in the summer, you open those doors up and it's an indoor-outdoor event. And then you've got the fire table and you've got the... There'll probably be two sun lounges. You could you could plausibly have 20, 25 people here. And then word gets around. People start talking. Oh, this guy's got an amazing house. And when I first moved here, it was, oh, you the guy with the nice pads. That's what people used to say. I remember that clearly because I had a first party when I got here. And it was the you the guy with the nice pads. Now, I'm sure there's people who were renting places the same price as mine. But they didn't do with it what I did with it. And that's the key. That's the key. It's experiences. It's why you build it. It's why you put it together. Why There's so many fucking billionaires that go and buy lingerie or fashion brands because they want to fuck all the women. They want to fuck all the models. Do you know why? Because they go, oh, I've just organized a Victoria's Secret party. But then they get to talk to all the women who are there and all their friends and whatever. So they get access. Look, they might not fuck them, but the hardest part is the access. You've got access to net, a network of people, you've uh, of wealthy people that you can invite. You've got access to all the beautiful women like for example we're, we're friends right there, there was nothing in it like that but alicia she's got like four hundred thousand instagram followers do you think if i dm'd her i was like hey babe do you want to meet she'd even reply hey do you want to come on my podcast yeah i'll come on that's life setup we're doing a respecting women podcast that's life setup i'm now chris is a smart smart man that's my dad's face my dad the used respecting to that. Going, women podcast it wasn't for that exact reason but i would be He's, he's glitched. He's glitched out. I don't know whether it's my internet or his. You're back. There we go. Am I back? Yeah, yeah. You're back now. You're back. Yeah. That that wasn't the main motivating factor. It was. No. It wasn't at all. Right. But there there were multiple. Making sure that that was a good podcast for women. Yes. Right. Because I thought it was needed, but it was definitely a motivating factor in the sense of if other women then see that I'm with Alicia and she they ask her, okay, he's invited me on. What was he like? He was great. He he never tried it on with me once. Right, that sort of thing. That then leads to those women being like, I like this guy. I can trust him. He's a good person. How many times do you have to do that in a row before women go, why is this fucking ugly, bold, big-eared motherfucker always with the most beautiful women? Why? There must be something about him. That's life setup. That's what people don't understand. They want to be handsome George in the corner or handsome Fabio flicking their hair around, waiting for women to come to them. You can, you can set life up in a way where women have got to come to you all they get curious about you. Yeah. Why, why is why is this fucking bold guy always with these superstar women? Why why is this girl got seven hundred thousand followers and she sat in there taking pictures with this guy, laughing and joking? It's just like because it all started with just a little respecting women podcast, and then you didn't even try and fuck them, which is the greatest weapon because then you get a great reputation and they want to hang out with you more. For example, if I went down to London tomorrow and I went to a rooftop bar and Alicia's there, we're friends. We'll Good hug, point. we'll chat, we'll, Good we'll take a that. photo together. We might do a quick live stream and people are like, this guy's always weird, top level women. And then all the other women in that place are like, she's the hottest woman here and I know her, she's famous. That guy must be a somebody. 
Otherwise, she wouldn't be hugging him and talking to him. It's, do you know what I mean? That's not the reason good, for doing it. Good but it fucking came, works. came into my mind when you said you, you're just friends with her. When a lot of people have been asking me, how do I get out of the friend zone? And the, I've never been caught in the friend zone, not once in my life. Girls that have wanted to be friends, they always end up coming onto you at a certain point along through the friendship. Yeah. The way that you do it is guys get caught in the friend zone because they become friends, but they put out like a boyfriend. They, they put out not like you would to a friend. They put out like they'll take them out, they'll look after them, they'll treat them like a girlfriend, but they're not getting any sex. If, if a yeah. girl wants to be your friend, treat her exactly like a friend. Do not flirt with her. Don't touch her. Don't hug her. Give her nothing. Give her absolutely nothing, and it will start to play on her mind. Every time I've had a friend that was a girl, at some point down the line, because I've, I've totally treated her like a friend, she flips the role. She's like, this can't be possible. How can this guy just want to be my friend? And then she tests to see if she's got it. She'll try to fuck you, and it gets to a point where she's like, She'll jump on you. I've been jumped on before. I remember at uni. Because you don't, you don't fuck your flatmates, do you, at uni? I never that's, went to uni, but... That's one of the rules. That's one of the unwritten rules is don't fuck your flatmates. So I was like, had it in my head. Fuck that. I'm not doing I'm anything. Fucking I'm fucking everybody. I'm, I, was, I wasn't like that. I was like, I'm going to play the smart game. I'm not going to shit where I eat. So I'm going to keep this cool. And then, lo and behold, because I kept it so cool and I was banging other chicks, one of my flatmates come on to me. So it works. You just got to keep. They always it. say that, don't they? They always say that. I'll give you another example of life setup, guys, and framing. Okay, uh, and I don't do this on purpose. But candles. Why would you? Why would you candles? Nice smelling candles. But in why would bedroom. you not do? Hey, I'll get to that in a second. That is life setup. I'll get to that in a second, right? But let's say you've got a beautiful woman that you're dating. Okay, Pete Davidson is the king of this. He got Ariana Grande somehow, right? Doesn't matter. He all you have to get is one. Once he had that one, every other girl in the world is like, he's validated. He must have something. And I don't know how he got her to do it, but she came out and said he had a massive thick penis. And that was it. It's just like he was in. It, all the other girls were just like, that Pete Davidson's high level. He was pre-confirmed. So if you manage to get one beautiful woman, parade her around town. I say that to the girl. I'm like, I want to show you off to everybody. They're like, oh, I love, I love that. I love that mentality. Because I'm, I'm this beautiful little princess. Go and show me off to the world. I'm like, yeah, let me take you out and spoil you, babe. All the other women that you go... Like, if you go into a cafe regularly, you take a beautiful woman in that you're dating. All the girls that are working there are like, that fucker comes in with beautiful women all the time. Who is he? Why? Do you see what I mean? You take, you take her to the gym with you and all the girls in the gym are like, she's hotter than me. That guy must be high value. That's all you need to do. And it's just like, there's little life setup things. Do you know what I mean? Like... The girl that I'm dating get, at the moment. Here, get a hot sister. If you've got a hot sister, just walk around with her. Pretend she's not, <laughs> pretend she's, pretend she's not your sister. And then, boom, See, girls are going to come up to you. This is, this is what I think Dan Bilzerian did. I don't think he'll ever admit it, but I think this is what he did. And truth be told, it's the smartest strategy. I don't know why you wouldn't. I think he hired the first few. I think he paid. People say, does he pay these girls? He probably paid the first 10. Like, why would you not, right? And then he was parading those women around, taking photos, and all the other girls went, who's this motherfucker? And that's it. All you need is just the first little crop. And think about it, Chris. If you've got that life and you're buying the bottles at the club and you've got the nice house, you're taking girls' places, you don't have to pay them directly because they're getting their value just by hanging out with you, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Like exactly. And is it like life setup? I'll go to the bedroom stuff in a minute. But like life setup, it bridges into all areas of life. Like, you've got a business, you're probably going to connect with other high-level people. 
if you've got your own business that forces you to travel, you're probably going to have a cooler life and you're going to be able to do better stuff than the average person. If you've got a videographer, photographer, whatever, that documents your life, you're probably going to look cool as fuck to the world and people will want to do business with you. <laughs> women will want to fuck you, but like, let's stay away from women because it's about more than that. Um, but it's like my place. It's in the center of town. It's easy for me. I don't have to, I don't have to use my car often. It's just easy. Do you know what I mean? I can travel easy, yeah. easier. Like, if, if, For example, if you have to commute two hours to work, you're a dipshit. <laughs> Unless it's necessary. If it's necessary, fair enough. But if you have to commute two hours to work, you're a bit of a dipshit. You should probably get a different job that's closer because then you can get home quicker and work on something else. Like it's, That is all life set up. I fucking hate it when people go, oh, my life's so difficult. My life, it's like, you can you can change it. You know when people are like, Oh, it's all right for you. I work for the NHS. I do long hours. It's like, you chose to do it. You chose to do it. Oh, it's all right for you. I'm in the army. I'm getting shot at. You signed a form, dipshit. I respect you, but you signed a form. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's okay for you, Chris. You're at home all day. I built this life. I chose this life. I have many opportunities for brands to do business with me. And I was like, I'm not going to do this because then it's going to become a job. And I'm at your mercy. You know, people who are like, you have to do this, but you have to, like, we, we'll, we'll give you X amount of money, but it means you have to do one video every Friday. And that, that would have meant that I would have woken up every Friday and been like, oh, I've got to do that video. It's something I didn't want to do. You know, I, like I've always said, don't start a marketing or advertising firm because then you'll have clients. And those clients will be ringing you on a Saturday. Our ad didn't do too well. What are you going to do about it? It's no longer your business. It's theirs. They're your boss. But you've got to delegate. You You've got to delegate that stuff, haven't you? And that's when I saw Hamza's... That's the only option, the, yeah. I got the inside scope on sort of how Ham, Hamza and Sam run their you run the YouTube business and the amount of delegation, the jobs that they've given away so that they're sort of pulled out of the business is incredible, man. I've been trying to do a bit of it myself. A book, uh, The E-Myth. I've got a mentor at the moment who recommended this book, The E-Myth Revisited, about basically don't be the entrepreneur that gets like stuck in your business and ends up hating that shit because you have to do what you said, like work work every hour of the day. Like we've got to try and give these tasks away, delegate those tasks. Do you do you use much like do you use an edit? You don't really edit your videos, do you? Very rarely. Like you can see on this video, I'm just shouting and screaming. I just, you know, just fucking put that out. it's just quite it's quite raw. yeah it's ranked that's what it is it's just raw aggression uh you got a pa occasionally, what's that you got a pa like do you, do you use anyone to help with your businesses and stuff no i'm about to in march but my logic was the more money i could save for the streaming platform the better because it's currently costing me just shy of 16 grand a month the streaming platform so and then i'm reinvesting in products and all the other stuff my i my bills last month was 50 grand with with because I've got the fulfillment company, haven't I? Who package everything, and you've got the shipping bills, you've got the the labour cost of them packaging everything, shipping it out. Because we're seeing thousands of packages go out the door per month. I wouldn't be able to do it myself. So, you know, it's like last month, fifty k in bills, which made my penis shrink when I saw it. I'll be honest with you. Oh, that's nasty. That's nasty. Nasty bill. I'm just trying to get people in mind at the moment. Like I've just got a, a virtual PA. So she's going to be cool. She's going to call me at the end of each day and tell me if I've done yeah. my work or not. And she's going to text me in the morning and tell me yes, what I've to do. And then I'll, she's going to call me and say, Jack, have you done your work? I'll say, yeah. I've Man, you're going to hate that. 
<laughs> two things, one of two things, or maybe two things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to hate it, or number two, you're going to find her and fuck her. <laughs> no, don't say that. Don't say that. I've been trying to convince uh, my girl that I'm not going to do that. So, Live setup 101, hire a sexy Spanish teacher. <laughs> think think about or, it. Or sexy Thai teacher, any language really. Russian teacher, sexy Russian teacher. Why would you hire an ugly one? Why would you like, oh, I want a male teacher. Well, maybe if you've got a wife, that's some good life setup there because you don't want to cheat, right? But that's a good form of life setup. Go and get yourself a beautiful language teacher. Oh, who's the hottest one? Okay, well, I'll employ her. You never know what it might lead to. You're going to be spending, you're, you're forced to spend an hour together. This is, this is what people forget. The majority of relationships come from office romances. Why? Because that woman, she doesn't want anything to do with you. On the street, she'd walk past you and be like, what a pencil. But because you're forced to sit next to each other in the office, she's forced to speak to you. You're, she, she finds out, like, she'd never give you an opportunity in real life, but sat next to you for a year, she's like, that cunt's, that cunt's kind of funny. He's cracking a few jokes. He's quite a decent bloke. Oh, I've seen him at his best. He's helped me out a few times. She develops feelings for him because she is forced to sit next to him. That work, nine to five jobs, that's why there's so many relationships. That is the easiest format of life setup. Me and my friend saw this in Toronto. Um, photographers, photographers and videographers, whatever, they message beautiful women and the line that they, they DM beautiful women on Instagram. Hey, I'm a local photographer. I'm looking to build up my portfolio. Bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. Can we go and do a, a shoot? I'll do it for free because it's benefiting me too. And then they get to spend four hours with this beautiful woman. And then next thing you know, they're like, they do it a couple of times and they're dating. Or at least they fuck this woman. Even if they don't, they're getting access to beautiful women, hanging out with beautiful women. It trains your brain on how to, like, the confidence level is going to go up because you're used to talking to them. There's so many it. things you can do. I'm going to buy a camera. You probably um, should. And I'm going to do that. Easiest trick in the book. Let's, Honestly. Uh, like, let's go to the chat, Chris, and uh, let's get them to ask questions. Probably going to ask what's up with my eye. Come on, boys. Hammer some, hammer, some, uh, hammer some questions through. Let's have Are a you look. looking or shall I look? Uh, I'm looking. We can both look at the same time. It's up to you. What's up with this lighting? Why do I look like... Why do I look like we've got the world's biggest ears? I know they're big, but like the world's biggest. What the guys asked Chris, what are, you always, what are you always drinking in that mug, Chris? I have well, I've got different things. I'm a hot drink connoisseur. <laughs> I've I've always got to have well, that was hot chocolate, but it's like a natural cocoa, so it's good for you. It's quite relaxing. I find it quite relaxing. Sometimes I go and get a matcha latte. I'll have a tea. I, I rarely have a coffee. I, I was tempted to have a coffee earlier, but I was like, I'm not going to do it. I, I had five coffees before I went on Mark Tilbury's podcast. And I'm because I, I had three hours of sleep. When was you and on Mark boy, Tilbury's podcast? I haven't seen that yet. I don't know if it's out yet. They're probably doing a bit of editing, but I basically had like a really bad phlegm like cold thing <laughs> i'd had three hours of sleep because the web a lot of people don't know this the website got hacked and taken out so i had to rebuild it i i tried to pay a few guys they're like oh we can do it in two weeks i was like i need it now i'm losing so much money per day so i stayed awake for three days had nothing but coffee and pizza then woke up and went fuck i've got the podcast with mark i've got to drive all the way to where he lives which is four hours away from where i live i won't say where do the podcast two and a half hours and then you know and then drive back and I was so flemmed up where I hadn't like slept. I felt like I had COVID or something. 
And I was like, right, if I just pump like four or five coffees into me, I could be okay. And at the start of the podcast, where I hadn't spoken for three, four days, where I've been on my own, I was like, okay, guys. All the voice breaks. I was like, this isn't good for the brand. If you could just edit them out. So maybe that's why it's taking so long. Yeah, I was like, well, thank you, boys. I appreciate that. I've still got a little element of it now, but it seems okay. I think the wine last night blew it away. Um, But yeah, I was fucked. Another question. Go on. I've got another question. How should you navigate being in a relationship and working on a business in your 20s? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ninety percent of relationships fail before the age of thirty. When you get together before the age of thirty, there's a very high chance it's not going to work, right? So here's my advice. For me, and I'm not saying you do this, but for me, because I'm very heartless and I'm brutal, I would just get rid of her and just focus fully on the business. I'm not telling you to do that because I know everybody's not as evil as me. But you should yeah, prioritize. I've, you should. I've, I've got an opinion on it. I think like it's. I understand where you're coming from because a lot of them don't work, but it gives you nice focus time when you just got one girl because you haven't got to go running around the streets looking for looking for a girl to sort of suck you off. There's, just there's definitely that. Tap. There's definitely that. But here's the thing, right? Here, here's here's my logic: is the business is always going to be there, mm. like long term, like let's say ten years time. Male advantage is that's when the business is going to pay you back, and no disrespect to that guy. Your girlfriend might be beautiful. She might be. But I guarantee in 10 years time, if you become super successful and you build yourself up, the girl that you'll have then and the women you'll be attracting then will be 10 times better. So it's like, it's this, I had this discussion with Hamza. I'm actually the reason Hamza broke up with his, other, his old girlfriend, which is really sad, but I'm quite proud of what I said to him. And I was like, buddy, it's stick or twist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. I was like, it's stick or twist. I was like, you're in a situation now where you're with this woman. You think that that's your level. That's what you can get. I was like, you've got to roll the fucking dice. I was like, cut ties, put some work in, see where you can get in life. Mm. And then when you get to that new level, you'll attract a better woman. And you'll be like, hey, I'm actually happier with this woman. And it's, it's the stick or twist notion. It's like right now you're working on the business and you're balancing the relationship, whatever. But it's and I said this to Wheat Waffles on the podcast. Like she might be the love of your life. You think you're going to be together forever. If you get to a certain level in life where you get top one percent of men, the 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 type of woman you're going to be attracting, you're going to want to leave her then anyway. Which sounds brutal, but it's the brutal honesty. So it's just like 
stick with her. You obviously love her, whatever you think is the right thing right now. It's probably progression bias, but stick with her. But prioritize the business at all costs. If she ever, ever says it's me or the business, it has to be the business. Always, because always. You don't always. get many opportunities to yeah. become successful. You only get a few lump sums and you only get a limited window in your life where you don't have ties like kids, marriage, all this stuff, whatever. So while you're young, use those years to your full benefit to be selfish because women will always be there. And the higher up that ladder you get, the better they'll become. So it's like you should, you don't even have to worry. Does it hurt? Yeah, I've done it. It hurts. I've cut off a woman that I should be married to today. But now I have a much better life and I'm attracting better women. So it's like, it all worked out, but it was just hard at the time. We've got a guy called Noosh, Chris. He, he keeps sending us money and he's saying he's trying to get in touch with you. So I'm just letting everyone know we've acknowledged you now, Noosh. Are you Chris, keeping all this money? Chris, I, I'm keeping the money, yeah. Chris been trying <laughs> to get in touch. Chris been trying to get in touch with you through email to discuss how I can help first man. Um, so Noosh, that, that guy has, is, is emailing you, Chris, just so you know. Um, okay, I'll have a look. Jack, I haven't checked this, my emails for like three days. So. This, guy, this guy said, "My older sister has an OnlyFans. Should I sub- should I subscribe, or will this affect our future relationship?" <laughs> I think you should subscribe. <laughs> I don't think so you should subscribe. Keep, That's your keep sister. The money you don't in the family. Do what the Rothschilds did. Keep the money in the family. That's a bit interesting that you're asking that question. That's a little bit messed up. That question. That's concerning. That is. Can we hit 500 on this live stream? Come on, I guys. don't know how you hit it. Maybe everyone click the like button and that'll bring more, more people Probably. in. Probably. It's the first time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to promote everybody else's channel, but not mine. Everybody click the like button and subscribe to First Man. Well, you don't have to do that if you don't want to, but, you know, you get, you get what he means. Um, I saw yeah. I Show Speed the other day. I Show Speed had, like... 250,000 people on a live stream, I think. It, it made me search what the record was. And the record was that Felix Bumgartner who did the skydive from space, which made sense. But like, yeah, like 250,000 at one time. That's mad, isn't it? Mate, we'll get there. We've just got to do more interesting stuff on the live. We need to go out. The, the thing is, though, I don't really care because I've got a big thing against this. I don't want to be a fame whore. Mm. like I, I know i know i could get a lot more followers than what i have i just don't want to sell myself out like i don't want to go on tiktok and start doing like all this fucking shit that people do and don't start do doing that. all these don't do that. Whatever. you don't have to Dude, do I, that. I, don't, I don't think i don't think i got the right aesthetic for that either all the booty so i probably won't do it i think if we but went out though, there's a lot of guys that sell out they all do it it's like this my, my one big issue with the tapes I, I think they're good guys i'd love to be you know i'd love to meet them and have a chat but my one big issue is they're fame halls. They tried to get famous for like 10 fucking years. They were on Big Brother, Shitwrecked. Uh, what was the other one? That travel show that Tate was on. He was like, I do marketing. Like, I love that shit. Like, they've been trying to get famous for a long, long time. And it's just like, I, it's that, that's something economy. I can't trust that. I can't attention trust that. Eco- attention economy. I, I, get, I get why they're doing it. I get why. But they tr- they're just, they're, you can try too hard. Do you side know what I mean? Quest. It's like, don't worry about it, man. Quick, quick side quest. Should I choke women? That that's a that's that's been asked. Yeah, but yeah, but not too hard. You've got you got to do it, but not too hard. Okay, like they don't want you to kill them, but they like a little bit of force. Just show that you got a bit of power there. They love it. They do love it. Every woman I fuck, I choke. Okay, you put them in. You put them in a certain position. Even if you're doing them from behind, try and get a hand on the throat. They just it's just it's the symbolism rather than the yeah. strength. 
They just want to know that you've got a bit there. Like, you pin their hands down, you grip their throat a little bit. It doesn't have to be too much. Like, you don't, don't try and kill her. Do you know what I mean? But if you just grip her throat a little bit, they love it. But just do it in a, do it in a, you know, I got feelings for you, babe, but I'm not trying to murder you. Like, I've got passion. Like, here's what a grabbing by the throat emits. Like, you're mine. Do you know what I mean? This, I, you're mine. You're here right now. I've got you. I feel fucking turned on. My dick is just raging. Let me just grab you by the throat. Like, it's just, I, you're so sexy. I can't control myself. That's calm what it, it is. Let's calm it down a little bit, Chris. It's not That's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. I was about to bust. I was on the verge of busting. Do you know what? I, these I guys. Remember, I remember first time I went, um, one sec, got a question. Jack, are you going to go bold? Maybe. Uh, the hairline's receding, but it seems to have stopped a little bit. So, nah, you look good, man. But I wouldn't right. even worry, bro. Like, I wouldn't even right. worry. There's so many, there's so, like, you can get a hair transplant, hair cloning. Like, it's so easy now. It's almost, it's almost as normal as eating breakfast. Like, why would you not? Do you know I remember what I mean? when I, uh, I remember when I first got to uni and I was still in that phase of how I'd only had sex with one girl. So I got to uni and I was with my first girl when I got to uni and I was proper making love to her and kissing her and that. And she was like, what? Well, like she's this, London, she's this, she's this London bird and she was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? What? I'm having <laughs> sex with that. you. I was like, I'm having sex with you. And she's like, that's not fucking how you do it. And, and this girl, she actually, we're still friends. We're still friends. She's a, she's a class, class girl, but... She taught me. She was like, this is what you do. You've got to be rough. Girls, they want it rough. I want you to choke me here, spank me here. And she'd give me the, she'd give me the, whole, the whole teaching. She, she taught me a lot of stuff. That's what you need. That's yeah. what you need. But they don't. I've always thought, like, in the line of work that we're in, but I think it's very distrustful, so I probably wouldn't do it. But to partner with a beautiful woman. And she basically, like, do you remember, was it, it was one of the American pies where the guy was like, like, the, the girl said that Stifler was amazing in bed. And he got around the whole school and he was able to fuck anybody. And he built this reputation. I think a lot of guys have done that, where they found, like, a beautiful woman, like, Dan Bilzerian did it with Lindsay Pellas. Basically, like, I'm going to feature you in every single photo and you're going to boost my following and I'm going to boost yours. Like a mutual back scratch. There's good. a lot of people doing that. There's a lot of people doing that. Like, uh, is it Adam 22? He's done it. He's leveraged the fuck out of it. And she's leveraged the fuck out of him. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it happens all the time. Oh, look at me. I'm associated with beautiful women. Oh, look at the beautiful woman. She's associated. Like she's doing filthy shit and she's hot. Well, let's follow would you, her. Would you be up for a, would you be up for, for a sparring match, Chris, if you, when you come to Thailand? Who against? Me, obviously. Yeah, just some, but just some play, playing I, around, not nothing. Okay, crazy. Yeah, yeah, I will that. Yeah, I do, I've got a thing about fighting friends. Like I, oh, I yeah. wrestle you friends. You couldn't fight a friend properly, but you could. You, yeah, I, I spar with friends, like a touch sparring and bit of. We just get some stuff in the in the ring and have a play around with it. Like I got a friend in a rear naked choke recently, and I locked it in for a little bit, and I I just went no. I like let go. I was like, man, I'm not doing that. Like standard, I'm not standard Saturday night for Chris. I, yeah, I was like, I can't, <laughs> man. He just. I'm not doing that. It's just there's something there's something just wrong with. It. I need to hate you to hate you. Oh, there's one other guy but that we'll paid around. for a question. There's one guy paid for a question and he said, uh, "How do you win a girl's heart?" Let me find him so I can announce who he that's, was. No, that's a difficult one. How do you win a that girl's heart? Let me try and find it. So I feel bad if they send money and I don't I don't let them have their question. Arjun Babu, how to win a girl's heart? Question mark. Oh. I need the toilet, Chris. You answer this one. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead, buddy. I got this. I'll take over the stream. I'll hijack it. How to win a girl's heart. The thing is, the fact you're leading with that mentality, how to win a girl's heart, is probably, number one, the first alarming thing. Because that says, put some trousers on. Oh. <laughs> For fuck's sake, we're live. <laughs> um, yeah, the first thing, like the fact you've asked that question is a little bit alarming to begin with, because it means that you're looking for the loved up thing. You're trying to really impress this one woman. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, you've got to change that mentality in the first place. There is no such thing as the one win her heart. Like, it's, it's just the terminology alone. Like, you've got to change that mentality. And it doesn't mean you've got to become a dirtbag. doesn't mean you've got to become a player. But that's definitely not the way to do it. Like they say, nice, nice guys get run over. Now, you can have manners and you can treat people with respect. But you're not going to, like, win a heart. Do you know what I mean? If you, if you want a girl to be loyal to you, she needs to think that, like, you're the best of the best. She needs to think that you're worth being with. You're better than she is. That's, you know, women date on their level or up. So as long as you're, as long as you're on her level or above, she's going to be like, okay, I find this guy attractive. Okay, that's stage one. You get your foot in the door. A lot of that is, ex is external attraction, like I've explained to you guys before. Then you're going to get to a stage where you're hanging out with this girl. But look, if you just treat her with respect, if you're not a creepy guy, if you're not forcing her, like, you know, forcing her to do things, you get so many guys that are like, why won't you suck my dick? Why won't you do anal? You know, let me see you. That's a bad time to tune in. Like, why? Chris, what are you doing? It's fine. We're all good. We're all good. And it's just like so many guys force girls to do things. It's like, just be patient. Just, just be a decent guy. You know, just be, just be relaxed. And then she'll be like, I value this guy. And I like spending time with him. And she's like, women will fall in love with whoever she's fucking. A woman will fall in love with whoever she's fucking. And it's just like... As long as you're not a dick at the same time, like you're going to win her heart, so to speak. But to begin with, there's no winning of the heart. Like no girl's going to fall in love with you first and then be like, okay, let's go on a date. Like it's going to be, I want to give this guy a chance because he's valuable. Like you, you got to change that mentality because if you're walking around going, how do I win this girl's heart? That's some Disney princess shit. That doesn't work in real life. You've got to be a little bit more, you've got to be a little bit more cutthroat. Otherwise, you're going to get your throat cut by either a woman or a man like me who's going to go, Look at this fool. And yeah, I mean that respectfully. I'm trying to help. Come over to mine and have some sparkling water on the yeah, Exactly. Exactly. A charming guy like you. Mm. Handsome. You know, sparkling water. No pants on. No. Well, <laughs> it's, 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 I was thinking there's going to be a point in this stream where I need to get up and I'm only wearing my underwear. But I was like, nah, it's all right. We're all friends here. So there's no problem. And uh, it's bloody hot. It's 30 degrees. It's 30 degrees here. So... Well, yeah, I'll give you a pass. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's why I'm wearing a coat because I've got the radiator on, but it's still, it's still freezing. I miss the it's cold a little cold. bit. I know you guys probably hate me for saying that, but no, I, I mean, buddy, I agree. I, I like seasons. I like seasons. I think the change is good. It allows me to do stuff like self improvement. September. I like the fashion changes. <laughs> I like the life setup changes. You know, I love stuff like that. I, so I just read. Like a, sorry, I just read a comment. Um, someone put the only way. To beat Chris in a spa is just grab his ears. Probably. That's probably the only way. <laughs> it just got me. It just got me when I was reading it. It's oh, probably the only way. In person, certain, they look big there. I said that at the start. The Thai girls say they love a big nose. They love big ears. They're, girls are into weird shit, man. They don't traditionally think normal. Do you know what, mate? The amount of shit I was insecure about when I was younger, like, oh, I've got 
big ears, I've got a yeah. bold head and stuff like that and whatever. And then you meet girls and they're like, I love your look. It's so masculine. Like, that's the best thing about you. You're like, please, I'm going to get my ears pinned back. They're like, oh, no, please don't. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be fucking shocked. Like, like, Les Brown always said this. He's a motivational speaker. And I don't know why I remember this, but he said something along the lines of, as long as you make something of yourself and you become successful, women will find something about you. They'll be like, oh, yeah, but those earlobes, they're unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They'll find something. It's just like, it's not its not what you look like. It's the character. Like, my dad was an ugly guy, self-proclaimed ugly guy. I've never seen a guy get so many women in his life, pan for pants. Stop trying to be pretty. Uh, that's what I think. Stop trying to be pretty. If you're not handsome, get punched in the face more. And you're, you're honestly, you're, yeah, you'll end up handsome. You will. Get punched in the face some more. You'll get that rugged look. So a guy's asked, someone's paid to ask a question again, Chris. Um, Mike Proof, thank you for the five pounds. Yes, How... I'm going to stop answering if you get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you half at the end. It's okay. We've only got, eight, we've only got 18 pounds, Chris. So it's, it's not exactly... It's only fans? It's not exactly fortunes we're playing with here. Jack started only fans. How do I make sure my competitor does not steal all my potential customers? while I'm still launching my product. While you're still launching your product. Well, they always say you either got to be the first to do it or the best. So that's your only option. If, if you're still launching your products and they're already, they've already gone to market, they've got the market advantage. They've got a competitive advantage. So you need to be better or you need to solve a problem that they're not solving. That's your USP. You've got to look at your unique selling point. That's business 101 is some basic stuff, but that is, that's the only way you're going to do it. Like, how many body washes are there out there? But how many are testosterone-friendly? There might be one or two that are testosterone-friendly, but they're not claiming it. So it's just like, you've just got to find your thing. Like, that's what you've got to do. And if you've got a product that's the same as somebody else's and they're all ready to market, then you've got to tell a story. It's, then it becomes all about brands. That's what it becomes about. It all becomes about how you've got those customer relationships. Do you go over and beyond? I'll tell you what. Well, A company, a company like GoDaddy, they're domain server providers, okay? I love those guys over anybody else that I've ever used because when you call them, they fucking pick up within minutes. Literally 30 seconds in, you're talking to a human being and they're like, I can solve everything myself. There's no, but I'll have to pass you over to the marketing team. I'll have to pass you over to the finance team. It's like, yeah, I can do all that on my end. It's little things like that that make people go, I'm going to use that, that company. A lot of it is ethos, brand, what you're doing for the customer. Like you have to, you have to build a narrative. You have to build a picture. You almost, you almost have to build a business with yourself being the customer. It's the only way you can think about it. It's the only way I make products. I think the the personal brand thing, like obviously that you've got going on that I use as well, is massive because if people vibe with you, you give free value through YouTube and they vibe with you. When you bring something out to buy, people buy it because they like you and they, they want to support you. Even if they weren't traditionally going to buy the product, they'll, they'll just buy it. Yeah. To, like, yeah, he's my mate. I, I watch him every day. Uh, that's a huge thing. We've got one guy here. He's done a naughty. Uh, his name is LS. How do I win back a girl I cheated on? I was in two long distance relationships at the same time. One of them's taken me back, but I want the other one. You, I, I think, obviously she knows, but you just be, you be brutally honest with her and you act aloof. There's, there's, the only other way back is groveling. Don't and you don't want to do it. <laughs> you have to. Aloof. You have to. There's no other way. Because the, the only alternative is to grovel and be like, babe, look, I'm sorry, no. I didn't mean it. And that just makes you look weak. No, so it's no, like, 
you've already fucked up and the damage is done. For me, I would be like, okay, just silence. I would go on and improve and, you know, get on with it and whatever, and eventually wait for her to come back to you. Otherwise, she's always going to be good. like, she, you know, she, otherwise she's going to be playing the, she's, she's, she's got the upper hand here. Yeah, She's got the high ground. Never she's got the high back. ground. There's no other play. No other I'd play will work. You, other maybe than you silence. can stick it to her like, yeah, I did it. Obviously, I've done it. I enjoyed yeah, it. Honest. It was nice, be honest. Um, but, but just talking about it now, obviously I have done that, but if you'd still like to do things, that'd be cool. And then, and then you'd be very that. surprised. You'd be very surprised how many women like come home with me. Okay. Yeah, I will. I just got to go and tell my friends. I just got to go to the toilet. I've just got, to, and then you're just like, I, do you know what? I'm going to go home. And then next thing you know, she calls you, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Do you know what I mean? Like that sort of play where you just go, well, fuck it. It doesn't mean anything to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I it, look, babe, I'll be honest with you. I did cheat. It was probably the wrong thing to do in the moment, but I've done it now. I'm going to live with my consequences. Good luck with everything. If you still want to remain friends, let me know. Message me anytime. I'm there for you. She'll yeah. probably fucking message you at some point, like when she's lonely and she's just like, hey, do you know what? I thought of it. Because what, what happens when you've got time away from somebody or like when somebody dies, we only remember the good stuff. Yeah. Unless it's, unless it's like Hitler, right? But like when somebody in your family dies, all you remember is the good stuff. But you don't remember all the fucking arguments and the times you were like, I'm that, I hate that prick. I'm never talking to him again. You only remember the good things. Women do the same. Once they've got time and distance away from you, they start remembering all the good shit, all the good sex, all the good nights out and whatever. And they get in their head and they're like, do you know what? Maybe we can make this work. You just, you've got to let them tell that story. You can't do it for them. You can't force people. You got. When I used to be in sales, the tactic they used to tell to me was pull. You got. You got to pull people towards you, not push. Yeah, it's I the best way. Be an attractor. Be an attractor. Don't You're go an attractor. Be a some guys ask, Like let people come to you. Jack, how how can I get a girl to hug me, please? Um, why? I want to know the motivation behind it. Like yeah, why? why? What is it like? Because I need to know your mindset there. Like, why Why is your ultimate goal to get a girl to hug you? Unless it's a mock question. But, like, think bigger, man. Like, oh, go bigger. Carbonate has come through. What if she fucks someone else in between you? Absolutely. If, if that's, that's out of the question. If she's gone on to fuck someone else in between, it's a no-go. That's done now. But if, she, if she's been just lonesome, she's just been crying on her own, she's trying to get over you, and you shoot back on the scene and you're like, look, I know I cheated. Obviously, I've done that. I'm not saying sorry for it. But if you want to come back, we could have a good future. If she's not been with anyone else, it's an option. Otherwise, it, yeah, you're right, Hobbs. It's not an option. And also to add on that, Hobbs, you've got to be very, you've got to expect it. Because like men don't understand how easy it is for women to get dick. Just walk it's out the door and they've got a cock in them. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. That's how it works. They walk <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said it like that, but yeah. I'm gonna have to take a break. I'm gonna have to take a break. That's gonna get clipped up on TikTok, and they're gonna put it. They're gonna make it. Oh, no. look like I said it. I'm sorry. They're gonna make it look like I said it. <laughs> they're gonna make it look like you said it. Yeah. Somehow they they're, they're magicians on TikTok. I don't know how they do it. Memeulous will be on me. These guys are dick. Um. Yeah, but like it's so easy for them, and I'm you've got to expect it. And number two. Number two, when it does happen, it's just like, just get over it. It's what, what do you want her to do? Sit on her own for the rest of her life? Like, there's so many women out there, just get over it. If you're the type of guy who, like, a girl that you were seeing or dating for a while, you break up, she goes and sleeps with someone else, and you lose your shit, you just look like a pussy. It doesn't help. Just accept it. Like, 
you're walking out the club with a girl and she sees a guy friend of hers, gives him a hug and whatever. Like, instead of being like, come on, start kicking off and whatever, just keep fucking walking. Just go towards the door. Do you know what I mean? It's just little moves like that where you're just like, it is what it is. Like, girls love that shit. If you start getting all like, who the fuck is that guy then? It just makes other people look high level and you want to be the calmest guy in the room. Always stay calm. Like, it's just nothing else works. Nothing else works. Just being the most elite person. This guy's asked a similar question. How do, getting back to his question on how can he get a girl to hug me, he said, how can I get a girl to hug me if she doesn't know me? And that's, well, that's worrying. That's a worrying thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to do that. Too. Stop trying to do that. If she doesn't know me. That's, I mean, that's not a good move, is it? No, it's not. But if you want to get to the point, it's marathon mindset. It's baby steps. Hey, morning, move on. Morning, well, move on. Actually, morning, how are you? I've something slowed in my mind there. I hug a lot of girls that I see for the first time and I'm introduced to them. That's kind of normal, isn't it? I do that. I hey, do that when I see, yeah. I give them a hug. Yeah, I always do it, yeah. Because they're timid. They don't know what to do. You've got to decide for them. You've got to go, right, we're hugging. That's what we're doing. They're like, come here, bang, grab her. She now knows that that, and that also now is your checkpoint. So when you see her again, you know you're going in for a hug. That's physical contact. That's great. Yeah. But it's all, it's all slow elevation. Hey, good morning. How are you? Morning, morning, morning. That might be four days in a row. Yeah. The next day you look like morning. Oh, something's different. You changed your hair. Yeah, it looks good. It suits you. Move on. Okay. And then it's just like slow little elevation along the that way. Is, and that's, that's, gym getting, that's how you get girls yeah. in the gym. You get the, the nod. You get a look the next day, morning. What are you training today, darling? Oh, yeah. Legs are looking nice. Same in, same in restaurants. <laughs> same in restaurants, bars, restaurants, whatever. Like you always see the same person. Do you know what I mean? Like little lines that like, you just got to be quick about. I used to call it jump off topics. Like, I remember I was talking to Alicia about it. I was like, I'd look at you. I'd be like, okay, she's wearing streetwear clothes. Okay, you into streetwear. I'd then be like, oh, what are you drinking? Oh, it's whatever with oat milk. Okay, so are you vegan? Like, you just have jump off topics. You just got to be, you got to be quick up here, guys. You got to see things as they are. I'll go into a, I'll go into a cafe and I see a girl there three days in a row, four days in a row. And I'm like, they're working you to the bone, aren't they? And she's like, oh, yeah, fucking knackered. I wish I, I, wish, I wish I could get another job. But like, and she's whispering to me. She's like, yeah, I wish I'd get another job, but blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you could always come and work for me. The reason I say that is so that she asks, what do you do for a job? Oh, let me just brag for five minutes because you asked. So, it's yeah, so, you, make a, you make a nice latte, you filthy minx. <laughs> it's like every fucking drink that you get from a barista will have a love heart in it or the little swirl that they do. Occasionally, you'll get the love heart. You could pick it up and be, you know, be like, oh, is that for me? Do you know what I mean? The love heart. You could like make a little joke about it. Just pick up on something quick. Be like, do you give everyone a love heart or is it just me? And then just walk off. Don't even wait for a reaction. Just start laughing. Do you know what I mean? She'll be chuckling. She'll be chuckling. Like she gets to know you. It's just these little one-liners. Do you know the problem with getting girls is guys stay in the trenches too long. They're like, hey, how are you? Uh, what have you been up to? Just get out of there. It's like boxing. It's like, right, you're, you're, in, the, you're in the ring with a guy. You want to land. You want to land a double jab, and you want to get out of there. Double jab. You want to land. You want to land a little right... single. You want a bit head movement. You want to get on the back foot. You want to get Leave out of there. Leave the right hook for next enough, time. Leave it for next. By time. by round six, you peppered the guy up. You've softened him up. Translation: You've softened the woman up. She knows you. Here's the biggest thing with women: women, they trust you. That's all they need is they need trust. Yeah. The attraction will come from who you are, the external, all that shit. Bring your but it's mum the trust. 
bring your mum in. Bring, you. bring your mum in. Yeah. Bring your mum in. Oh, get me, get a coffee for my mum. Thanks. Put one of them love hearts you always do on it. Boom. Yeah. Done. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's humorous, though. It's humorous. You can walk in with your mum, like, even, like, I'm just thinking quickly, you can walk in with your mum, you'd be like, this is the woman that loves me, she always gives me love hearts. Yeah. And she's like, oh, do you know what I mean? It's just tiny little quick one-liners that'll be like, she's got some familiarity. She's like, oh, your mum's a really nice person. They want, like, that's porn to women. That's porn to women. The family thing. Oh, your mum was really nice and sweet. She seems like, she seems like, she won't say this, but she seems like a great mother-in-law that I could fucking hang out with. Like, that's what they think. They meet you for the first time and they start adding shit up. Like, it's the trust thing. It's the trust element. You've got to slowly do it. Guys are like, and I'll tell you what, it'll evaporate all of your nerves because you're not trying to get laid. You're not going up to a girl and being like, hey, uh, can I get your Snapchat? Can I get your number? Oh, she rejected me. That was, oh, I fucked it. I fucked it. I'm going up to girls and just going, like, there's some brave shoes. Do you know what I mean? Just taking the piss. Just being like, really? Red shoes? Who do you think you are? Dorothy Dorothy from the fucking... Do you know what I mean? And they start chuckling. They're like, who... But even if they don't, it builds your confidence because they're like, who the fuck is this arrogant little guy? Uh, like, who the fuck is this just coming up to me and saying something? Like, if you ever, I see, I see girls wearing nice clothes and I'm like, that's a nice coat. Where'd you get it? And I'll just have a discussion about the coat. I'm like, I'm into fashion too. I like, and they're like, oh, do you work in? And you just start talking about your business quick. You're like, I'm releasing my own boxes soon. I'm looking to do my own fashion line. <laughs> but then you're just like, hey, look, I, I need to get out of here. I'm busy. I'll see you soon. What's your name? Bang. Now you, now you know the name. So next time you see her, you're like, Dorothy, do you know I know? But like, next time you see her, you're like, Sarah, just, like, how you doing? Chris you okay? just confuses the fuck out of them. Oh, what, what colour is the shoes? Is your name Dorothy? I'm releasing boxes. What's your number? <laughs> yeah, she's just like, uh, I better give him my number because I don't know what's going on here. But it's all different days. I like my bro, I've got a butterfly mind. I think a million things at once. But like... <laughs> That's how it works. Like the other day, right? I was walking downstairs and there's this real pretty girl moving into the building. And her dad was helping her. Not the strongest guy, very frail looking guy. And he was trying to lift this thing. And I was like, do you need a hand? And they're like, uh, uh, and I was like, you need a hand. I'll help you. Do you know what, like, that's, it's, it's, I'm planting seeds. Beautiful girl lives downstairs. And then what did she ask me? Oh, do you live in the building? What did I say? Yeah, I do. Top floor. Do the maths. It's the penthouse. You don't have to brag. You just subtly drop it in. Do you know what I mean? It's sprinkles. He's come back. He's come back. The guy who was asking about the hugging, and he said this time uh, he might write a number on his number on a sticky note with a smiley face and drop it on a table uh, with her friends. Uh, should he do this? <laughs> Here's the thing. Like I said, she. If it's let's say you've gone to a to a new city, you're you live in Birmingham. You're visiting Manchester for the day. You might have to. You might have to. You you got to take shots in the dark if you're not going to see her again. The ma the marathon mindset is for your area. It's where you live. It's it's is if you keep checking into the same hotel somewhere and you're going to know you you're going to see that girl again. I'll see you next time. Do you know what I mean? I know girls that work at hotel desks and whatever. I've seen them three or four times. Oh, you again? Do you know what I mean? Like you can do that. But if you know it's the one chance you're going to see, like you could drop that. You could drop that. That's that's a plausibility. Just drop There's it. sometimes where you have to roll the dice and be like. But explain that, because she doesn't know, right? So you could, like, I would go up to a girl in an area that I don't live in, and I'd be like, I would go over, and I'd, I'd, I'd say something. I would pick up on something quickly, and I'd maybe make a joke, laugh, whatever. I'd be like, look, here's the situation. I know you're busy. I'm busy, too. i got to shoot off. I'm not from the area. I'm going, I've got to leave in, like, 20 minutes. Can I get your number? Because I probably won't see you again. 
Like it's, and then she's just like, "What well, is that's kind of logical." Like she's gonna sit there and be like, "Well, yeah." Like he's not, you know, be like, "I visit often, but like the danger is I might not see you again." So can I get your number? She might be like, "Well, I also don't want to miss out on this guy." Do you know what I mean? So in that scenario, but you have to, you have to have some element as to why you're asking. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't, you you can't approach a woman from behind and be like, "I just thought you were really hot." Because translation, you're a fat ass, and I want to fuck. So there has to be something. Do you know what I mean? Like there has to be. Girls are smart as fuck. Girls are smart as fuck. They walk around with headphones in with nothing playing, so nobody bothers them, but they can still hear what you're saying because it's dangerous. Like they've been approached by so many people, they know every trick in the book. So you've got to be very. You've got to have a reason as to why you're asking for the number. Like for example, you could. Here's a great example. You could go up to a girl in the gym and be like, just quickly. You could just say, to, like, she makes eye contact with you, smile, whatever. You'd be like, just quickly, like. Do you know what I really like about you? What's she gonna say? Oh, I don't want to know. My old my old sales boss used to do like tactics that. like this. What's she Not gonna say? Like, do you know what I really, do you know what I really like about? If I said to you, Jack, do you know what I really like about you? Yeah, and then ended well. the call, you'd be like, "What the fuck does he really like about me? I want to know." Chris, it's a compliment about yourself. Do you see tell what me. I mean? So she says, "She's like, what? What? She'd always like laugh and smile. Like, what? What is it? What is it?" And you could be like. Every time I see you in here, you're the hardest working person in the gym. It's a compliment oh. about who she is as a person. You know, and you'd be like, you'd be like, every time I come here on a, it could be another one. Every time I come here on the weekend, you're always here working early, which means that you don't go out and get drunk like everybody else or something like that. It's, it's a personality thing. You're complimenting her for something other than her beauty. And then over time, you know, if four weeks down the line you're dating and you're just like, well, I find you really beautiful. I think you're stunning. It's going to mean a million times more than just, hey, I thought you were really hot from behind. I want to stick my dick in your ass. Like, that's, that's, that's a rough approach. That's but, a real but rough. But that's that where works. it comes from. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. To that's, her, that that's what it sounds like. You've got to, but here's the thing. I hate game. And a lot of people will see that as a gaming tactic. <laughs> I don't do it to game. I don't do it to game what somebody wrote, but I, no, I, don't, no, I don't do it as a gaming no. approach. I do it because I just, I, I actually noticed that about that woman. And that comes from maturity. I'm a 30 year old man. I don't want to be with a woman who's lazy lying in bed all day. I want a woman who goes to the gym and works hard because that shows characteristics that I want in a future partner and a mother of my children. That authenticity gets you women. And... Then you play the long game where she's just like, that guy's decent. Like, he's a good guy. I talk to him openly. I would come to him with a problem. If I need something lifting, I'm going to go and ask him. So there's more interaction scenarios. You know, I'm going to say hi to him because I trust him. He's a decent person. Then one day you pull up to the gym. She sees you pull up in a nice car. She comes to a house party. She doesn't know whose it is. She's got invited. And it's yours. And you've got a really nice pad. And she's just like... That's the nice guy that I trust, that I get along with, who's actually a decent person. Oh, and he turns out to be successful. Bonus, I think I'm going to fuck him tonight. That's where it comes from. People got it backwards. Like, I it like works that. for me. and I'm not good looking. So, Well, I think there's quite a few people that would probably disagree with that now, Chris. I don't think you could say you're not good looking now. I don't look good looking here, but I do all right. Put it that way. I do all right. Well, I'm, I'm, oh man, I'm, you don't want to go. Little, little side story: you don't want to go anywhere with Chris because um, as soon as you get in somewhere, he'll just if there's a nice looking girl, nice looking thing in there, he's off. He's on a fucking crusade. We go to this he's place off. to get these drips done. There's an unreleased <laughs> podcast of me and Chris sitting in a 
in these chairs getting IV released. And Chris just go. Chris just gets lost. He just goes off on a tangent because he likes the thing that's putting the thing in his arm. These two are talking for about forty-five minutes. I'm just sitting there eating a banana. Do you know I never messaged her? <laughs> it's, it's, it's practice, though, isn't it? It's practice. She was. She was. She had great energy. She wasn't really my type. She had. She had a few things that I'm not. I'm not 100 percent on. But personality-wise, she was spot on. But. She- it was nice. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't be bothered to do. I don't. I, I don't think she was worth the three-hour drive to London. That would no. be my conclusion. That's. Nah. Do you know what but I mean? We were already That's, there. Yeah. We were already there, getting doing stuff. The other thing as well, she, she's got the effect of being the only woman in the room. She always, she's always going to look better. Yeah. Which I is. Would have, I would thing. have. I would have chatted to her, but Chris was already chatting to her. I, I definitely would have slept with her. Because she just had an energy. She was attractive, but she definitely had an energy. But it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's fun and games, man. It's all good practice. Do you know what I mean? Good. It's, you're holding eye contact. You're playing around. You're saying certain things. Like, you, you can test lines. I test lines sometimes. I test certain things. I test certain tactics. See how they get on. Have you, know, you, um, have you ever managed to pull off the multiple relationships? Like, have a girlfriend and then get her to be open to another, you, you sleeping with other girls. Have you pulled that off? Not here's here's what I've done a few times, and I always ask girls this question. It's a very good way to get into it. Okay, this is my tactic. I always say, "Look, I want to have a threesome with you," and they always go, "Okay." And I'm like, "But here's the rule: I can't touch the woman." I'm like, "It has to be a woman, but I can't touch her." And I always say, and this is legit because this is a nice thing of mine. I'm like, I really get off by seeing a woman with another woman. I'm like, so she can touch you, I can touch you. And that double pleasure on you really fucking turns me on. How is she going to say no? All women find all women attractive. Do you know what I mean? And like, she already finds me attractive. So it's like, she's going to get double dicked to some extent. She's going to get rugged as well. Do you know what I mean? If you get what I mean, she's not, she's, she's going to be open to that idea once she trusts you a little bit. So that's a very good way of opening the door to, you know, and then in the throes of passion, when she's, you know, coming yeah. everywhere, She'll if you went inside fucking the other girl, She'd yeah. probably be like, well, I'm semi-open to this because I'm kind of she'll, turned on. She'll probably me. ask you to, to be honest. She'll get so horny, she'll ask you to. I was with my bird in the strip club uh, for her birthday. We was in the Russian strip club and we was getting dances off chicks and that. It was fun. And, and I said the same thing. Really I was like, that, you want to go home with one of these girls and they can lick, lick your box and that. And she was like, yeah, it sounds lick nice. Lick your box. <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy how many times like now that i'm older and i know what's going on it's crazy how many opportunities i missed i was when i was with my ex we went out for food and there was this gorgeous portuguese portuguese waitress and i remember she was like you know when they're like dark skinned portuguese she was unbelievable and she was saying all night she was like i just really like you people like i'm gonna give you discount you don't have to pay or come out of like my staff discount or whatever and she was giving us all these bonuses and benefits and she was like oh you two you know you're, you're such a beautiful couple together <laughs> and i was like i was like, oh thank you trying to be nice i was like i'd love to fuck this woman she's gorgeous i didn't click i should have just been like when my girlfriend went up to go to the toilet i should have turned and been like hey would you want to come back with us tonight my girlfriend's really into it or ask my girlfriend and been like you know, we've had a couple of drinks. Would you ever, you know, and hint towards it? She's your girlfriend. She's not going to get angry. Yeah, and the you, best went way is to, you went, you went too you, far on that one. If you send your girlfriend to go and do it, she's, the girl's more likely to say yeah to a girl than she is a guy. So it's just like, 
it's there as a plausibility, but I didn't see it at the at the time. Now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, I see what that opportunity was. I see what she was trying, you know. And like my ex used to drop little fucking hints, like, oh, she's my type. But it's they want you to be like, yeah, do you want to have a threesome sometime? They're, women are a lot more adventurous than people think. I like to give up a yeah. image. But. I, I don't know. Maybe we should both try and pull it off then over the next couple of weeks, and the next time we jump on live together, we can talk about it. It's, it's, it's wildly doable under that strategy of she can touch you, I can touch you, but I can't touch her. It's it's block one. It's block one. That's how you start. Yeah. It's, 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 it's how you begin. Like tr- Trump was a very good uh, advocator of this. He, he, he did this very well. They call it reference pointing and they do it in, they do it in like e-commerce where they say, was 300 pounds now 259.99 but it's like because you think it was 300 and now it's you know you go whoa that's cheaper than 300 so that's a good deal whereas if they had said standard price 259 you'd have been like it's a little expensive because you didn't see the come down you didn't have that initial reference point you're not getting the deal we all have a deal and it's a it's a tactic that trump used to use he was like let's ban all immigrants from the u.s let's build a wall but yeah. then he'd scale it back and be like, let's build a low fence. Let's increase border security. Do you know what I mean? So you st- and then people go, well, that's not as bad as a wall. Fuck and th- they're in on the idea. I get it. So you go, let's, yeah. I want five girls tonight, all naked, all sucking me off at the same time. And then you back down to one girl. Two, two well, girls. You, like, here's the thing. You could say, like, babe, I'd love to have a threesome with you. Like, I really want to see, I really just want, I just think it'd be fun for us. And then she's like, oh, I'm not really into it. I don't know. You could like end up liking the girl. You could fuck up our relationship. And you're like, okay, hear me out. We have a girl. She can touch you. I can't touch her. And we just, you know, we just but start we can there. Both, goes. But we can both spank her. 200%. Right. <laughs> and then she's, that's the rule. She's going to be like, well, that's better than the previous scenario. Yeah, I guess, you know, it, I, I guess I'd be comfortable with that over time. And then just go and make it happen. Do you know what I mean? Either make it happen or just say to her, like, you go and have a couple of drinks one night, be out somewhere and be like, what do you think about her? Go, go and ask her, babe. You would be able to pull it off. You'd be able to pull it off easy. But it's that reference point and you start high, you scale it back. It's, okay. it's a very okay. mischievous tactic and it should be used wisely, but it works. Yeah, we'll it's all cognitive biases. It's all psychology. It's it's weird. Easily done. We'll, we'll do it, and we'll. I, I think the next stream we should try and do something on the stream. So we, because I, I don't know if any of you know, know this, but YouTube's got a feature now. It's why me and Chris were on the stream. We didn't have to do anything. We literally just hopped on our phones on YouTube. But we could be walking around anywhere right now on stream together, doing stuff. You could try your tactics with the shoes on girls in live live stream. I just, it's just so casual. Do you know what I mean? People would, here's the thing what people are going to see is they're going to see me complimenting a lot of girls, having conversations with girls, laughing and joking. That's all you need to see. That's all you need to see. Cups of tea nonstop. Just relentless cups of tea. People expect (laughs) you to like get the number, take her back, fuck her that night. Look, I'm telling you, I've got to the level I'm at in life now. That happens a lot more often. Okay. The, it happens a lot more often because I say to girls now, I'm like, look, I'm not fucking you if we go back to mine because I've got a certain level of value now. I can't trust you. I'm like, it's it's quite a clever tactic. I'm like, when you see my house, you'll start acting a different way. And then they'll like, say, I'm, I'm, I'm on a live stream. I'll say I'm on a live stream. Here's, here's 100 quid to say that you'll fuck me. 
<laughs> yeah, donations from all the people asking yeah. questions. You're gonna use that money. Yeah. But like I said earlier, that's how a lot of these fuckers have done it. They're fake as shit. Like I think a lot of guys have gone, I'm gonna pay five girls to hang out with me, and then I'm gonna use that leverage to get more girls. And then eventually they don't have to pay. It's like no. do you, do you know what I mean? Pay? Like that, that shit happens a lot. Question, don't you don't have to answer it. Do do you ever pay for the ladies? I've never paid. I've no. never paid. I've never fat video before i would 100 i would i don't know why everyone's got so much fucking shame about it if i was like six years into a no fat journey and i was like oh, all i do is you know i can't get women i'm sat on my own every single night it's really killing me it's just like i'm turning into a fucking weirdo i'm just gonna pay some girl i'm gonna have meaningless sex i'm gonna get that bust out i'm gonna see what it feels like to to handle a woman smell a woman it's like all the nice features that it comes with and then i'm just gonna be like ah that itch is scratched i can get on with my life and you'll probably be less of a weirdo but these guys that are like i'm 29 years into a no fat journey what are you on about mate? like you fucked it yeah, you, you fucked can't. it the service is there like even doing there at that point and then and then people go but what about the cost every date i go on is close to 500 quid Every day, you know, because you go and buy clothes, you go and pick her up, which is fuel. Then you've got to pay for the meal and whatever. Then you probably got uh, going to get a hotel or she's in your house and she's using your water, electric. You've got to go and do a food shop. It's probably going to be 500 quid anyway. So it's like it's the same fucking price and there's no guarantee of sex. They love their water so like, as well. They love their water. They love They'll their run water. They, They'll run you they dry. They double up on drops. They double up on drops. <laughs> Every you know tap I mean? in the house is on. It's, it's tap time. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> they leave the lights on. I'll say that. I'm like, you're going to leave all the lights on? or And they're like, okay, okay. It's like my one thing. It's my one thing. I'm like, just don't be disrespectful. Do I've got a girl at the moment giving me fuel money. I'm like, Jesus, you are, you're a different breed. You're not accepting that. Please tell me you're not accepting the fuel money. I'm not, but then she just stuffs it in the car. And I'm like, oh, that's what okay. am I going to do? Use it for scratch but... car. See, that's why you should wear trousers. You'd have more protection. <laughs> that's nasty, that. That's going to be a bruise. That's going to be what, what we mentioned it earlier, there was a few things we were going to talk about. What did we yeah, mention? We come off on a major tangent. We've gone on a wild one. We've retained users, come which is always good. Tangent. We've retained users. We've got 435 users on this stream. <laughs> viewers, not users. Viewers. <laughs> did I say users? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking. The only other things I've got written in my notes is... Angelina Jolie, Megan Fox, or what's the, what's the, oh, I haven't written the last name. I was going to ask you. Angelina Jolie, Megan Fox, what's the one from Friends called? Rachel. I don't know, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. um, Fuck one, marry one, kill one, go. God, who am I killing? Hmm. I'm definitely, Megan Fox is crazy. Yeah. She seems that way, so I'm, I'm. But she's probably the hottest, so I'm gonna fuck yeah. her. Yeah. Okay, but I don't think I could settle down with us. I'm gonna fuck Megan Fox. Yeah. Is it current Angelina Jolie or prime? Are they both in their prime? The, the, now, now. No. So Angelina Jolie. She seems very down to earth. She seems quite switched on, but. I don't know, some wacky stuff. You know, Brad went through some crap. I don't I don't want to go and revisit whatever he let. Like, how are you how are you gonna how are you gonna follow up from Brad Pitt? I'm I'm just gonna be worse. I don't oh, know. She's gonna girl. look at me and be like, You look like a stone. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm probably 
I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna kill Angelina. Don't ban me. I'm yeah, not actually gonna be, do it. He might be done with she might be done with uh Brad Pitt looking motherfucker. She's like, I hate yeah. pretty boys. I'll never want to pretty boy again. Or somebody rough and big with a beard. Yeah. With m- huge ears. With with cute ears. <laughs> That's what we'll say. Uh, with puppy dog like ears. Mate, you're the same as me then. You you you'd marry Aniston, Jennifer Aniston. She seems all right, doesn't she? She seems quite down to earth. I've I never heard complaints. Seems yeah, it seems like she's got a sense of humour. Still sexy. She's got that like old woman sexiness about her as well, where she's like retained it and she's got wrinkles in the right places. You know, I imagine it all hangs <laughs> correctly. <laughs> I'm keen. Put she's got the wrinkles up. that you wanna that you wanna grab. Sign me up so we can be more than friends. I'm in. <laughs> you got any more questions? And that. Have we got any more questions? Anyone drop in the chat? I was, I was, I was thinking. Let's just do an hour and then go because it's one in the morning here. But it's uh, Jesus, it's, it's gone on and it's been golden. So and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'll me, mate. This... I'll stick around for a bit if people if people want to ask a few more questions. This is um, what Mark Tilbury said. He was like, we've gone for two and a half hours. He was like, that might be our longest. I was like, apologies, that's what I do. I don't, I don't shut up. There was something that I was going to talk about, wasn't it? Or did we cover it all? Remember oh, I messaged the, There was one thing you said the, about that. The argument. The, the, the argument. Yeah. yeah. So she's, she'll probably be annoyed at me if she's made it this far to watch it. But it is what she it is. I don't give a fuck. Bar, bro. She checked out at Dorothy's shoes, man. She probably, probably, she probably saw the state of my face and thought, do you know what? I don't want to see you like this. I'm going to remember you at your best. Um, yeah, but we had this, we had this kind of debate where I was like, in my experience, women leave the workplace. Like they get to the workplace at nine, they leave at five. I was like, I've, I've always seen this. I was like, there's only one or two that haven't. And I said, I think it comes from the financial pressures on men. And it, this is something that annoys me because I don't think it gets respected in society. And I don't think women appreciate to what extent it is, like how hard it is. And we kind of dabbled with it for a little bit. And she was like, Sue saying women work less, like don't work as hard. And I was like, no, it's not that. It's, it's just the pressures. It's the pressures on men. Like, for example, I said, you can earn 30,000 per year. And... Like as long as you as long as you can afford new hair, new clothes, new shoes, etc., and you can go out and look beautiful, you've got the opportunity. You're not saying all women do this, but you've got the opportunity to attract a millionaire and have a great life. You can get all the attention you want, you could be fulfilled. Thirty thousand per year for a man will get you nowhere because it's not going to get you a house, it's not going to get you a decent car. You're not going to be able to invest in a business and stuff like that. And I was like, that is why men stay longer. That is why men get paid more because they stay longer at the office because we don't have that get out of jail card. Like if, and I don't blame women. People think it's a horrible thing on women. I'm not blaming them. Like if I was a woman, I'd want to be more social. I would want to, if I was young and beautiful, I'd be like, why am I here at work? I want to be at the club wearing a tight dress, getting compliments with that handsome millionaire guy that's going to look after me. Like why the fuck would you want to be sat in an office getting hit on by all the bums in the office? Do you know what I mean? So I get it, why they'd want to be more social. And it's a better way to live your life. But as a man, you have no get-out-of-jail card. There is no... There's not, Like, how many men have you heard, oh, this rich woman decided to just take him off? Like, it just doesn't happen. Happened to my, like, one of my friends. This guy on Do you know what I mean? Was she, was she a lot older? Nah, man, she was hot as well. She was a banker. She took him to the Maldives. Listen to this. 
took him oh, to the nice. Maldives, uh, like all exclusive trip. She was a blonde Thai, Thai banker. She was a hottie actually. And, um, took him there for the whole time, paid him 5k. And then, uh, and then, paid him. and then they didn't bang. And then they didn't bang each other. He didn't even bang her. He's kind of won that deal though, hasn't he? Well, Free holiday, he won it. But I said to him, "This is my mate." I was like, "Bro, that's a bit mean, wasn't it? Would you not at least bang her?" Do you do you know a lot of it with these women that are like they're making a lot of money and they're hot? Is they're very lonely because it's very hard to find somebody on their level <clears throat> or above. It's very hard, like to find a. Uh, most of the handsome guys are broke because they feel no reason to work hard. And most of the guys that have got money are fat and out of shape. So it's like very hard to get that middle ground where somebody's gone, male advantage, I'm going to tick every box. Like we all are. Like we're, what we're doing now isn't new. People have done self-improvement and stuff like this. And like Rolo Tomasi was doing this shit a long time before anybody. If you want to yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like he's probably the godfather of like what we all do here. Yeah. But the modern format of it, the way that we all do it now is like a collective actually looking good and not just being like, it's all game. Do you know what I mean? Like the modern format of it, where it's like across the board, straight seven. That's us lot. We've we've brought that to the to the table. It's like you look at Gary V. Gary V's got millions, hundreds of millions. He's a super smart guy, really interesting. Like could hold a conversation with anybody. Uh, there's a lot of women that love him, but he's kind of fat and ugly because he just doesn't really care. He never sleeps. He eats shit foods, and it's just like we're a new generation of kind of young ambitious men that are like we want to look good we want to be in shape we want to be able to fight we want money we want everything across the board and it's just like raising that barrier to entry but there's very few people like that so those types of women struggle to find someone what is the worst date you've ever been on i know straight away i know um i i was actually on tinder when i lived in in the early days when i first moved to london and this girl was egyptian dutch and i was like Oh my God, that's the best combination ever. And I'm telling you, her pictures, I was like, she's a supermodel. She's a curvy supermodel. Like, I was like, she's the most beautiful woman I think I've ever seen. <clears throat> my throat's starting to give away now. And um, I was like, I've got to meet this girl. So I like set it up. Yeah, fine, I'll meet you, whatnot. And then I walked outside. She came out of a youth hostel because she was just visiting London. Mm. And she came out of this youth hostel and she was probably double the size. And I was like, you fucking catfish. But at the same time, I was like, I can't just walk away. I was like, I'm going to feel bad. Double the size no, like, tallness or wideness. Like fat. I'll be honest, she was fat, right? And <laughs> But I almost felt sorry for her because you could see she was still a supermodel, but she just gained a lot of weight. Yeah. So I was like, hey, not really into this. Just kind of like being really aloof and whatever. I was like, look, I'll, I'll, we'll go and get food. We'll go for a walk, whatnot. But I don't really want anybody to see, see us. <laughs> I was like, she, she was cool. She was like quite a decent yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah, we sat down on this bench and like we we're eating some food. I think we we're having like a cup of tea or something. And then she just started. She broke down into tears. Oh, and I was like, "What's the matter?" It wasn't me, by the way. Like I'd say, if it was me, I was like, "What's the matter?" And she was like, "I used to look so different." And she, I was like, "Okay, like I know where you're coming from." Basically, yeah. like I, I, I clicked, and she was oh, like, yeah. "Like you don't have to hide it. You don't have to hide it. I look way different." And I was like, "Yeah, but like." Why, like, what's the problem? Like, why, what, what, why is that? Yeah. And she said, I went through massive depression and I had a hormonal imbalance. Something happened. I can't remember. Somebody died or a boyfriend. I can't remember now. It was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Seems like I don't care. Right. But she said, she was like, I got into such massive depression that I had a hormone thing happen, almost like my 
telogen effluvium that turned chronic. She had that, but a chronic format of it that wouldn't go away. And she was like, it now makes me gain a lot of weight and there's nothing I can do. She was like, I've been in a deficit. I've trained. She was like, I just store fat really easily. And I was like, do you know what? I kind of feel fucking sorry for you. It was quite sad. And I was like, this date has just turned into like a therapy session. And I was like, hey, let me kind of walk you back to the station. Like, this isn't really going to work out. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're obviously not in a good position right now. So I walked her back to the station. It was Blackfriars. And I was like, right, I'll see you again. I was like, have a good time. Give her a kiss. Walked down the roads. And I was like, fuck me, as loud as I could. I remember just being like, <laughs> what was that about? Messaged this other girl. Met up with her because she was fun as fuck. And then we ended up getting in a four-year relationship. And it really like that. I that was like an eye opener for me because I was like the girl that I'm currently seeing, dating, kind of, you know, just before the relationship stage. I was like, she's such a good woman. She's such a good woman. I couldn't wait to see her. So it was almost like it highlighted that. But yeah, that was the worst date I've ever been on, hands down, because it wasn't. It was just a therapy session, and, and you, the disappointment of thinking I was meeting like an Egyptian prime Kim Kardashian. Yeah, but she wasn't, and I was like, and what the fuck. It. Yeah, I was like, this is... I haven't had too many I felt sorry days. for her, though. I felt I sorry for him. I had a couple bad days. I had something too crazy. I've never been catfished, I don't think. Nah. Oh, I did have one girl. She Once I, I, was, I saw this girl off, off Tinder a couple of times, and I dated her a couple of times. We slept together. And then one night, she wanted to meet up, and I, I didn't really want to meet up anymore. Her skin felt kind of rough when I felt her skin like it had scales. And... Uh, <laughs> weren't really my weren't really my vibe and um and so i went out that night and um when i got home in the morning my car was covered in these like uh earrings hooped earrings silver hooped earrings uh all over my car like 150 hooped earrings on my car and uh and i was like oh yeah. who's who's done this who's done this and i was like oh there's only one chick that i've been seeing off tinder so it must be her so I'll give her a ring. She was like, yeah, done it. And I was like, your house lives, your your house is miles away from my house. How'd they get on my car? And she was like, well, I ran there, didn't I? <laughs> I <ran> there. <laughs> and she'd ran there. She'd gone on a little run. She'd sprinkled the car. She was like, I wanted girls to know if you brought any girls back, but that you were with me. And I was like, oh, that's a little, that's a little bit weird for me, but I'll drop the earrings back around to you whenever, whenever you're free. Do you know, you get a lot of that. Ever since I moved into this place, every single woman that I've ever brought back here has left something. And I know why, because it's like marking your territory. I'm slowly moving in. If anybody else comes in here, like, I want them to be like, who's did that? Do you have a girlfriend? There's a lot of that. They leave shit. They mm. always leave shit. Like, it's just got to leave that weird... stuff around for the next ones, though. They like it, apparently. I've always thought this. Now, Rolo Tomasi always says, don't. Like, you've probably heard this. He's always like, don't talk to women about other women. I've always found it's the best thing in the book to talk casually and just be like, you, you know, you might say I'll something. Talk about girl, it, I'll leave the. Yeah, like, don't, don't unnecessarily bring it up. But if a girl is just like, oh, so do you bring a lot of girls back here? You're like, look, there's, I've brought a few. Yeah. Like, you're not the first. But mm. do you know what I mean? Just be honest. I, I just always think honesty is the best policy. Because at the end of the day, if she finds out something and then she's like, he's lied, uh, like, that's way worse. I'd just rather her be like, look, he's a bit of a fucking dick. He's full of himself, but at least he tells me the truth. It's better than all the other guys I've ever been with. I'll say many. I, I just, I'd rather that. 
I say many girls have been spanked on this bed and you're next. <laughs> Let me show you why there's so many. Yeah. Now, do you know what? Yeah, my, my first ever girlfriend, she said to me, she was like, you're a player, you're a man whore, I fucking hate you. And she was like, but at least it means you'll be good in bed. And I was like, see, like, do you know what I mean, man? Like, it's... They don't, don't hate they don't. the player, hate the game, my friends. There's the, there's the old, it's like, I was, I've been reading the Dan Bilzerian book recently because you told me to read it, but it's, and it was in the book and it jogged my memory, but I've spoken about this before on the channel. A lot of people have heard of this before. The goldfish thing, where like, uh, goldfish, female goldfish go for the male goldfish who's the most orange. It's a study that was done years ago. If they're the same shade of, of orange, the females go, okay, who are all the other females interested in? And they'll go after that guy. So if they can't decide, they'll let the populace decide. And you, you see this with women. It's like you're bringing a girl home and then her friends are like, no, no, no. And she'll be like, okay, I'm not going home with him. Like they take a lot of their advice from the group, the populace. And like if a woman sees you, like like I said with the life setup, if women see you with other hot women, they're going to be like, he's great. He's pre-valid He's pre-validated. Like, this guy's high level. So if they know that you've slept with a lot of girls, they're like, well, it must be for a reason. I, like, girls would rather be with a man that's slept with a... They would rather be with a man that's got a ton of options. Yeah. And they're trying to be the one rather than be with a guy who's got no options and they know they're safe with him. They might do that at 40 when they've been cheated yeah. on them multiple times. The, the old you know cougars. I mean? like, they'll the get old fed cougar. up. The old cougars, they're looking for a virgin. They're, they're dirty. They're looking for a virgin. They're, they're, they're fed up. They're like, I want somebody who's mine. I want to capture him. But yeah. the majority of women are into, like, that guy's wanted by everybody. I wonder if I can get him. And I want to know why he's wanted by everybody. There's a, it's, a, it's a fucked up thing, but it works. And as long as you don't abuse it and be too arrogant about it and you're just like... Some re like I, I say, I'm like, look, I'm a bold, big-eared idiot. I don't know why girls like me, but they do. And girls are like, huh. He's not like egotistical about it, but he obviously gets women. They're like, yeah, I want to find out why too. And then, you know, they find that way. <laughs> <laughs> What's your, uh, we've had a question, Chris. What's your opinion on fresh and fit? Well, I think he knows my opinion. That's why he's asked to get a reaction. <laughs> Do you not like him? Do you not like him? It's not, it's not that I don't like them. I think anybody who's doing what they're doing for men is, is a plus in my book, right? And I, I don't shit on people unnecessarily. I just think if you're going to be in the industry that we're in and you're going to say the things that they say, have some, have some merit. And I'll give you an example. People used to ask me, how did you become successful? And I was like, I don't know. I'm teaching you guys how to become better men, but I'm not successful yet. I'm making two, 3,000 per month. Once I got to like 10K, I was like, okay, I can teach you some shit. I can teach you some stuff. People ask me about multiple different areas of life. And I'm like, I'm not there yet. I can't tell you that yet because I haven't reached it. Like with fitness, I remember people used to say, what's the best way to get in shape? And I was like, here's my most recent photo. If you want to get to that point, I can tell you what it takes. If you want to look like Mike Thurston, I don't know yet. I'm not there. So that is my policy. Until you've done it, don't speak about it. But they're on the podcast going, as a high-value man. And I look at them and I'm like, I've got to be honest, I don't see a high-value man. I, I see two guys that I could squish with one hand who have only made their money from ad revenue. And I'm like, that's not, that's the old tale of being like, I'll, I'll, I'll teach, I'll sell a course on how to become successful. And that course makes me successful. It's the same Chris, shit. Come on, don't shit on courses, bro. That's what I do. 
No, look, courses, look, courses are fine if you've done it. So, like, you've got in shape, you sell a course. I've got the same thing. You know, I sell a male advantage uh, ebook because I've reached 30 years old and I went through the whole, you know, the steps. I sold a body language course because I did two years in body language and then did it for X amount of years just naturally in life. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, 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 there's things of merit. Like, you've accomplished them already. You've done something. Like... Hamza wanted to make a course on how to grow a YouTube follower. There's nobody better to do that. Like he's the king of growing following. His following's a joke. That is just merit. But when I've got, when I see two guys, fresh and fit, sat there, and they're saying, as a high value man, I'm like, you've self proclaimed that. What makes you a high value man? Because I don't, like, and I'm not blaming their genetics, but I'm like, you're not even in shape. So I look at them and I, for me, like, I look at you and I think, He's jacked. I've seen you in the gym. We've done the challenge against each other. You're a beast. Do you know what I mean? Thanks, bro. I've seen Hamza sparring, meeting up with people. He's doing great fucking work. He's legit. I've seen uh, Nikhil, you know, Captain Sinbad. He's out there. He's hustling. He's in the gym. He's boxing. Fresh and fit. Like, I just see two guys on a podcast telling people what to do, and then it doesn't look as though they're doing it themselves. Like, it's interesting. It's an interesting... Men lie, women lie, but results don't lie. Numbers don't lie. And it's like, I've posted receipts of how much money I've made. I've, I've shown people I've reinvested half a million since April. Like, I've shown that. I've shown the profits I make from supplements. I've tried to be as see-through as possible. I've said, I'm not good at this, though, guys. This is probably my weak point. I've said this in body language courses and stuff like that. I don't see that with them. They're framing themselves as the perfect guy. And I'm like, but I see a hundred different faults. Fair enough. If you're working on yourself, that's fine. But they do claim that they're like top of the tree, high value man when women. And I'm like, I, I, like anybody can start a podcast and claim shit. And that's what I see. And I'm just like, have you ever been punched in the face? Like, I, I just think every fucking YouTuber in our space, everybody who does what we do should go and do a Royal Rumble. Do you know what I mean? And it doesn't matter who wins. It doesn't matter who wins. But people have to watch the reactions. Like, fresh and fit, one of the guys gets punched in the face. And he, like, backs away and runs and winces. And he runs off. And he doesn't want anything to do with it. That might happen. He might get punched in the face and go, yeah, come on, then. I want some. At that point, I respect him. Let's do the like, I think, Royal like, I think KSI is the worst boxer I've ever seen. He's fucking his, awful. His brother. But he wins. His brother's Somehow brother. he wins. He might be, yeah. Yeah. But, like, KSI's mentality is amazing. Like, he yeah. knows he's shit, but he just keeps going and he, he takes on challenges. And I'm like, look, I've got to respect the man because there's no way he should have beaten Logan Paul. He's fucking useless. But I have to respect him because it's not about genetics or skill set. It's about what's up here. And I just, like, I know I'm legit. I've trained with you. I know you're legit. I've, I'm friends with Hamza. I know he's legit. I've seen some good signs from different people where I'm like, that's a, he's a decent guy. Like, I've seen stuff in the tapes where I'm like, I fucking respect you. I've seen other things that are a bit sus, but on the core, I think they're decent guys. I respect them. But with Fresh and Fit, I'm like, I don't, if you're sat there and you're out of shape, you're clearly not training. Your diet's clearly not good. So you're teaching people to be a certain type of man, but you're not living that yourself. Mm. That just worries me. It's like it's very important. You've got to be Sneaker in line with what you're saying. You've got to be Sneaker's in the same. And I don't mind calling out Sneeko because I invited him onto Hamza put in a lot of effort, set me and Sneeko up on WhatsApp and said, You two need to have a chat. And I was like, Yeah, sure. So I said, Look, buddy, you've got a ton of potential. I want to harness it. I want to put you, I wonder what that was, if it was a plane. I want to put you on my streaming platform. I really want to, I really want to, like, set you up. And he read it and ignored me. And I was like, that's rude. Like, say no, turn me down. I've got, I've got no problem with that. I'm old enough and ugly enough to go, yeah, no worries, mate. It's not for you. You don't see, 
what I see you don't think is as good as what you're doing. I respect that, but thank you for the reply. But to read it and not reply, I'm like, you're arrogant for somebody who has never really done anything. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at Sneaker and be like, that guy's in great shape. I wouldn't look at him and be like, he started a business outside of this and made millions. It's like, he's done, literally done nothing. He's done a decided lot of to... done a lot of but, Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, anybody can copy, anybody can watch a First Man video and then go and copy it. Because that's, that's what, what a lot of people do. That's what I A do. lot of people do that. Yeah, but, but you admit it. <laughs> Hamza tags back to me. Nikhil tags back to me. He goes, yeah. this is a full-time thing. Go follow him. But there's a lot of guys in the industry that take what I've said. And they're like, I'm, I'm kidding around a bit because they take what all of us have said. Yeah. Like, I've seen Hamza's videos get copied. I've seen your videos get copied. But there's a lot of guys that when they're making money in this industry, I want a piece of that. And all they do is they go on camera and they, and they, they value followers more than anything else. And it's, a, it's almost a vanity thing where they know how to grow, they know how to go viral, they've got millions of 14-year-olds following them. But I'm like, that to me doesn't, it's not a business. It's not, you can't monetize 14-year-olds. They don't have jobs. Like, I don't see any merit there. I don't, and they're easy to manipulate. Do you know what I mean? It's just, well, it's, that's it's why, not that's not, yeah, but think about it, Chris. Who, who do you think they'd be better off talking to? You, if you managed to harness them, would they be better off learning from you? Or would they be better off learning from these other people? Do you think you should just become famous to, for the greater good? Yeah, I've thought this recently because my TikTok's got millions and millions of views and I didn't even know. So I'm like, I need to, I need to manipulate this. Like millions you're of views fucking hilariously funny. I think that's why I like you. so fucking funny. Well, I appreciate that, buddy. A lot of people say <laughs> accidentally as well. Like I just get angry and it becomes funny. <laughs> So, but I, th I think I could probably hire a team. I'm going to do it in like the next few months or weeks or whatever and be like, just make me go viral from humor. But like, don't shit on women. I don't want to do, I don't want to do, because that's the easy play is to be like, all these bitches and hoes, they, and then they go viral. And all these guys are like, yeah, I agree. It's, 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 it's a cop out. It's an easy way. There's no substance. They're just repeating what's Tate said. Like, they're, mm. Tate, Tate was great for our industry. We all fed off it. But there was about a million Tate clones that popped up and one of them Sneeko. And it's just like like a bunch of wannabes. Do you know what I mean? It's like, just take your time. Like, actually build something of substance. Mark Tilbury said the same thing. He's like, there's 21-year-old life coaches. And Gary Vee always says that. And he Tilbury said it annoys him when... Like he's, I don't know what industry he's in, but I think there's like some finance guys that come out and they're like 21 years old and they're like, I made a million last year. And Tilby's like, you probably didn't. It's probably luck. Something probably happened. He's like, I don't know what you can teach people at 21. And although like they, I think he said something about property. He was like, they've got one property and they bought it from money after a parent died. Do you know what oh. I mean? So they're using like a parent's money. And it's just Chris, like, we got paid. We got one of them paid questions again, where somebody's paid for a question. Paid for you, is it, or is it paid for me? No, this is for Which me. Which is it, buddy? Again, again, this is for me. Okay, it's you again. It's ten, it's 10 no US dollars. It's from Joseph Dominguez, and he said, "Gentlemen, love, love, your, love your content. Twenty-five years old. I'm living in LA, training Muay Thai three times a week. I've got a sales cool. job, and I'm working on breaking into direct response marketing space." now so i can make money independent from a job keep it up don't think that's a question just a nice one joseph yeah mate that's amazing that's amazing at 25 that's really good he's got a clear plan he's doing multiple different things you know he's doing masculine things that's he's just going to go places the trick is now to keep pushing to keep trying to find new things to do
always try and always always try and find what you're not good at always try and like push forwards like you know i'm i'm with the industry that we're in i'm looking to hire a voice coach soon like a pair bristow somebody who can give you some serious resonance when you speak so i can speak for longer instead of getting this like kind of sound going you don't on don't need to speak for any longer chris <laughs> <laughs> oh you're probably right Absolutely. Uh, no, you're right, man. You're right. <laughs> well, man. What's your longest ever? My longest ever it. video or live stream. I think this is probably my longest live stream. So we're just setting records every second. We're setting records. This has what been two doing? hours and 20 minutes now, Chris. Do you, do you think there's people who have been in here the whole time? Or do you think there's oh, been a nice there, retention? If, yeah, put a comment in if you've been in here the whole time. There's 433 people yeah, still listening to us now. Either Chris. still or... They've left rotating. the computer. Or maybe they've the rotated. Maybe the computer's on in the room. Harbonate has been in here the whole time. 50% of these are Russian bots. There's loads that have been in here bots. the whole time. There's loads. You guys nice are awesome. One. I'm going to read some out. Because apparently that builds more trust with the audience. Glamoko, Bukharali, Kanti, Endy... Crashy, Goat Smoker 420, Gonjalo Dato, Loud Drifts, HHH Drips, Venzor, Jack Cullen, The Vlone Don, C, J, Jordan, Case, Nice. There's a Russian guy, Axel Clicks. That's a bot. That is a bot. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Boys, it's been a pleasure. What, what's that guy's name? He's a toilet again. Was I'm it Ghost tired. Smoke or was it Gunsmoke? Because that was a hell of a name. Yeah, something smoke, smoke. It's like an Xbox game attack. Buddy, smoking. I was going to say, I better, I'll probably shoot off anyway, so it's probably a good time to call it. Yeah, me too. I'll probably just shoot out now. Yeah. I appreciate you having <laughs> me on, though, man. This has been so much fun. What have Wait, you seen? I had a great time. I had a great time. Let's, uh, Is there another comment? What have you seen? We've got to do another one in a couple of weeks' time. 100%. We need we to get do more the stuff, man. We get the threesome done. We do another one. Two weeks' time. We talk about I don't know if YouTube will add that, but okay, we'll try. We'll, we'll call it something else. We'll call it um, healthy twosome. Healthy plus one. Twosome plus one. We'll call it a lady salad. Two plus one equals lady salad. Yeah, that's our code. They, they're not going to know now that we've just said it and spoiled it. See you on the other side, brother. See you on the other side. I'll see you again, buddy. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you watching. Speak to you all soon. Pleasure. I don't know. I'm so old. I'm so old. I don't, I don't know. know how to yeah, what's, where's the off button on this thing? I think it's top left. I think it's the X. Oh, if I go. disappear, I found it. See you, boys. See you, Chris. See you, guys. Jack is a perfect specimen of a human being. Thanks, Dimcho. Harbinator, thanks for being on the whole time, mate. I appreciate the support, as always. You're an absolute legend. Thanks for saying that. That was a fun stream. All right. See you, boys. I'm going to go to bed now. Whoopa! Yeah! thought I was going to... Ooh! No, I didn't... Yeah! Yeah, there's no beard coming yet. I've got a moustache coming through. Hope you gained value. Namaste. See you later. Peace. Out. Love you all. 
It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Megan Rinks. And I'm Melissa D. Motz. And like every other person with access to a microphone, we started a podcast. On Mondays, we release Don't Blame Me, which is an advice podcast where listeners call in and we share our thoughts on situations such as what to do if you're going to your boyfriend's family function and you haven't told him that you previously slept with both his twin brothers. Then on Thursdays, we release our podcast, But Am I Wrong?, where we ethically gossip about pop culture, politics, our lives, and your lives. Listeners write in and we tell them if they're wrong or right in a situation. Are you the hero or the villain? On Tuesdays and Fridays, we throw in a little something extra as well. A little something, something. We strive to create a community grounded in activism, mental health, and inclusivity. Think of us as like your blunt, honest friends who give you advice that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. But we're also always rooting for your success. What we lack in credentials, we make up for in... Opinions. We do that in every episode, too. (laughs) (laughs) We're professional unprofessionals, so if you're looking for a new slate of podcasts to add to your routine, we're here for you. ACAST recommends. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 